0: welcome to guys we fucked guys we guys fucked. we fucked i'm christina i'm corinne we're sorry about, about last, last night, night. the anti-slut
1: shaming podcast
0: <laughs> i never stop
1: <laughs> hello fuckers and welcome to another episode of guys we fucked it's the anti-slut shaming podcast i'm corinne i'm christina hey your sex life is about to get more intimate Skin condoms are made from a revolutionary polyisoprene. Yeah, they spelled that out for me. Material called skin feel. It's softer and more comfortable than traditional latex, uh, which while allowing for better heat transfer. So both you and your partner get a natural feel full of sensitivity for a more connected sexual experience. It is true. Skin condoms are the condoms Stephen and I use. Been dating the guy for six years, still use condoms. I got to say, I don't mind it. I really do enjoy skin condoms a lot. Uh, Skin condoms are completely safe for anyone with a latex allergy. Uh, They're just as safe as latex condoms, and they offer the same level of protection against pregnancy and STIs. And now you can use code, and this is an intricate one, 15POD25SKIN with a Y for 20% off the skin selection 24 pack on Amazon. Do that.
0: <laughs> All right. And come see us live. Uh, New York City on Friday, October 20th. It's Nacho Bitches, co-hosted by myself and Blair Saki. Showtime is 11, 15 p.m. As usual, tickets are $12 with cold nacho. Always a fun
1: time. 16 and up come in. Don't make a fool yourself. The next day, New York City, October 21st at 730 p.m., Wendy Starling and I co-host our monthly show Glamour Puss at Zinc Bar, which is located at 82 West Third Street in the West Village. The show is 21 and up. Tickets are 15 bucks. Links for those tickets, they in the podcast description this week. So come out and have the time of your life. Washington, D.C. on Thursday,
0: October 26th, we'll be there with our book tour for fucked being sexually explorative and self-confident in a world that screwed Mm. link in the description of this podcast and also available on our website as our all dates which is www.sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com
1: phoenix arizona we'll be in you on saturday october 28th at stand up live we're doing a live recording of guys we fucked uh, as part of the all things comedy festival that's at 9 30 p.m Fuck Halloween plans. Come see us record our show.
0: Yeah. Remember last time when you sold out Stand Up Live? Yeah. This do it, time do it again. Not 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 similar. Yeah, so yeah. where where are all those people? Do you not like us anymore? What did we do to you? <laughs> we thought the show was pretty fantastic. It
2: was.
0: Uh Vermont on November 2nd. I'm gonna be headlining the Vermont Comedy Club. James is featuring for me. Uh tickets are just $15. Shows at 7 PM. Link is in the description of the bio, or you can just literally go to the Vermont Comedy Club website and buy a ticket
1: from there. If you live in New York City or if you live around New York City or if you don't live in New York City but can fly here, you should come to our last Guys We Fucked The Experience show on Thursday, November 9th. It's at the Tribeca Performing Arts Center, and it's part of the New York Comedy Festival. We are so excited to have such a huge show in our home city and uh, you don't want to miss it. We got a lot of surprises for you in yeah. store. There's
0: a lot of special guests in town for the New York Comedy Festival. So, Speaking of store. You never know. <laughs> uh, speaking of store, Los Angeles, California. On Sunday, at? November 19th at 8.30 p.m. Doors at 7.30 p.m. We're going to be in the main room at the Comedy Store. Woo-woo. We know you don't have a lot of time to get tickets. This is like a, about a month away at this point. Uh, but we need to sell this puppy out. L.A. people, you message us all the time. Come to L.A. We're coming to L.A. So we'll see you November 19th at the Comedy Store. All right. And
1: we're just going to do a couple more ads, but you can fast forward through them if you want. Oh,
0: I thought you were going skip to skip them. I'm like, well, we can't do that. Uh, thanks so much to today's sponsor, Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that creates premium mattresses and sells them online for a fraction of what they would cost in a store. Their business works by continuously developing their mattresses using feedback of nearly half a million customers. In fact, their San Francisco R&D team recently developed a proprietary foam that relieves pressure and increases airflow. Real customers have said their mattress is like sleeping on brioche and like being cradled by the tinkling of baby laughter in the moonlight. Oh, they can cradle by that? I say it's just like sleeping on a really fucking comfortable mattress where your (laughs) 32-year-old back doesn't ache so much. And even when your dog jumps on your face to wake you up in the morning, you're like, life could be worse. I'll take it. So buying a Casper is easy. Just order online. And whether you're in the US, Canada, and now even the UK, it's delivered to your door in a compact. How do they do that size box? With free shipping and free returns, it's true you're going to get a box. You're going to be able to carry it up to your apartment if you live in an apartment all by yourself, and you're going to feel like a fucking superhero. And you will be like, "Is there a mattress in there? How
1: can a mattress fit? It can,
0: yeah." And it's fun to watch it expand too. So that's just entertaining in it's itself. If you if you want to make a boomerang, oh my god, it's going to be the <gasps> best boomerang of all fucking. Oh my time. god, you got to do a
1: boomerang of your Casper mattress. <laughs>
0: Considering we spend one third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to. Try Try out for free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up, refund you everything. And then all you have to do is get $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com. What, <laughs> what is- Sometimes words don't sound right when they came out of my mouth, but everything was completely correct. <laughs> So it's Casper dot com slash GWF. Use the code GWF terms and conditions apply. See,
1: uh, my th- when I say things, it doesn't sound right when I say them, but that's because they ain't right. So <laughs> could be worse. Hey, we all need to take a little better care of ourselves and our mental health is no exception. That's why today's sponsor Talkspace, the online therapy company makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code GWF and get 30 bucks off your first month and show your support for the podcast. Steven, uh, Steven has a Talkspace therapist and he fucking loves it. He really has been talking to her for... Uh, like a month or two now. And he he really enjoys it. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad that uh. he's a very critical person and he will be honest with me and he fucking loves Talkspace. So again, that's coupon code GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today.
0: Um, and I just wanted to quickly uh say, because last week the world literally fell apart. Uh, so I forgot yeah, it did. to thank all the generous people who made donations from five dollars to thousands of dollars literally uh to Tommy's niece's uh GoFundMe in honor of my birthday. I really, really appreciate it so much. Uh Kennedy appreciates it. And Kennedy's mom actually sent me a Facebook message and she is, it's funny because they're very religious family and she literally was listening to the Guys We Fuck podcast and she's like, I'm over here ugly crying. And then I just bursted out laughing because if you remember, that was the one of the plug episode. Oh, so shit. it was like, we went into, we went It's like fisting <laughs> discussions after that. And Tommy's whole family, you know, K- Kennedy's grandma and grandpa listened to it. Kennedy's mom listened to oh, it. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, and so she was very moved by your donations. I really, really appreciate it. It was 32 was the best birthday ever. Uh, and I, uh, and I, it's in part, thanks to you guys. So thank you for your generosity. Uh, we appreciate it. So, so, so much.
1: You guys are good people listening to the show. Uh, and i and i i want to talk i want to go on a little rant about (laughs) there's so much shit happening in the world and one of the more prominent stories in the news is the sexual assault allegations against uh harvey weinstein that is that's a big that's been popping up in my fucking news feed all the time maybe it's because we're in the industry i don't know i'm sure you guys have heard about it (sighs) it's 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 to the point where i didn't realize that this that uh so many people were sexually assaulted until we started doing this podcast and we started getting so many fucking emails about it. And I really feel like it's become my cause that I feel very passionate about and try to kind of get down to why the fuck this happened so much. I know that's a lot of undertaking for one person, but I, I, I every time I read or hear about a rape or sexual assault, of any kind, whether it's in our inbox, whether it's on the television, whether it's a good friend of mine, it makes like a, a small dent in me and I'm starting to normalize it and it's starting to annoy me and that's very jarring. It's to the point where Corinne and I, we discuss which emails we want to read every week on the podcast before we record the intro and a lot of times we'll, we both have said, oh, I don't want to read another rape email. We should just move on to something sillier and it's it, I can't stress enough how much of an epidemic this is if you don't already feel that way or know that that to be true, it's true. And uh, it, <clears throat> there was a night so Corinne and I went to the Kesha concert, and we went separately. She went with her friend Tommy, and I went with um with Wendy Starling, who's been a guest on this podcast. I met her uh, because she was uh she was a guest, and she wanted to talk about uh, her sexual assault. And there was this moment during the Kesha concert towards the end where she sang the song Praying, which is about Dr. Luke, the music producer who sexually assaulted her. And I'm listening to this beautiful song and I'm holding the hand of a dear, dear friend who was raped and there's women and men around me in the concert standing next to me who were crying and who were being cradled by their loved ones during that song and I could kind of tell why uh after a lot of our live shows that Karen and i do around the world we i can identify the second someone comes up to us and they say i just want to say thank you 99.9 percent of the time it's because they were sexually assaulted and so i'm at this concert and at this very powerful moment and then i come home and there's all of these stories about harvey weinstein all of these people are coming forward saying he did it to me too he did it to me too and uh that I believe was a New York Times piece uh, where Ashley Judd had detailed uh, her sexual assault experience again, the, from Harvey Weinstein. And uh, and then Gwyneth Paltrow came forward and said, he did this to me, he he assaulted me, or he made me feel extremely uncomfortable when I got this lead movie role. And then I had to get her then boyfriend, Brad Pitt, to intervene. Uh, Angelina Jolie has said stuff about him. And people, I'm getting the idea, I didn't know, all this stuff about Harvey, but a lot of people in the industry have known this for a very long time. Uh, And so I come home to that news the day before I walked past this bar in the Upper East Side where two of my very close friends were drugged and raped by, uh, by people who worked at that bar. Uh, And every time anybody gets outed as sexually assaulting somebody, They always go back to the Trump comments where we and it's just a reminder that we live in a country in which the president has said very foul, degrading, disgusting, sexual harassment remarks about women, i.e. grab them by the pussy. And that all of that accumulated that night of the Kesha concert when I got home. And that's what it took to jar me to not to not have me have that typical reaction of like, oh, this happens all the time. I'm just like, God damn it. This is a huge fucking problem. There are, there are allegations of sexual assault against one of the biggest comedians in the industry, Louis CK. You can Google it. People have been saying uh, these things about Louis for a really long time in the press. It's not getting any attention enough to be as widespread as Harvey Weinstein. And, one of the people who work in our uh, and I's team had called me a week or two before saying that they were sexually assaulted by a coworker in a higher position. And when she finally told another coworker, there was these, oh, my God, me too. Oh, my God, me too. And then the guy got fired, which is amazing. But I hear about sexual assault all goddamn day, it seems. And I don't know what the fuck to do about it. And I have a friend, her name is Jasmine. She's a she's a branding consultant in New York City. She's really talented. And, and I was talking to her about this a year ago. When we were in, I remember being in Colorado and I was discussing, I'm like, what the fuck do we do? Because there was a point in time where I called out on the podcast statistically, there has to be someone listening to this podcast who has raped somebody, who has sexually assaulted somebody or who has thought about it. For the love of God, please email us. You can be anonymous, make up an email. I don't give a shit what your identity is. I just, I, I've heard from one side of this horrible story for the past three years. And I've yet to hear from an actual person who has done this and what their reasonings are. It doesn't mean that that speaks to the reasonings of every person who's, who's committed sexual assault. Uh, and we got some emails and that was really um, shocking, interesting, heartbreaking. And I was talking to Jasmine and cause she was with me when I got that one email And I remember the subject line was, I want to rape a girl. And she had suggested maybe partnering up with something like the Kinsey Institute to do a study on this, to maybe find a solution to this problem. I don't know what the fuck the solution would be. And I've always thought that was a really good idea because we have so many people emailing us intimate information. Perhaps we can connect them anonymously with this institution and they could form a study on this, but form a study from the perspective of the fucking assaulter, because I, I that's the only thing I can think of as to how we can get close to solving this epidemic. And so um, I've been meaning to look into this for a year now and I haven't. So I'm saying it on the podcast, maybe in hopes that somebody listening works for such an institution or knows somebody who works for an institution like this. And perhaps we can connect our listeners and have people write us in who who have been sexually assaulted, who have sexually assaulted people and keep their anonymity because, again, it doesn't matter who you are. I just, we just, I just, I'm so like desperate in my head to get down to the, the bottom of why this happens so much. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I, 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 that's, that's all I really have to say about it. But I, I, there has to be, we have to do something. And so many things have come out of this podcast. Like when we read emails before of uh, like the girl in uh, Alberta, Canada, in the hockey league who's getting sexually harassed, and then the Huffington Post Canada picked it up, and it was like that's a am- that to me is beyond my wildest dreams of doing a, a, any comedy project that could that could uh, that could domino effect into good things actually happening. So I want to make something good happen and make progress towards figuring out the solution to this rampant sexual assault thing because i i've said this to so many people i say it i feel like every fucking day i say it seems to me that maybe 85 percent of the human population has been raped or molested or sexually assaulted in their life because that's how often i hear about it and it's insane and we need to do something about it um Mm. yeah and rant but uh I just wanted to put that out there because we've connected with a lot of interesting people through the podcast. So perhaps you work for an organization like the Kinsey Institute. Perhaps you're interested in doing a study. Uh, if you're listening and you have sexually assaulted somebody, I still I want to hear from you. Please make up fake, make a fake email address. I don't care. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I'm just trying to understand why this happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of people. Uh, you know, there are the people like Bill Cosby who plot, you know, and literally poison individuals. Mm-hmm. But I think th- the reason why it's such an epidemic, perhaps, uh, is not that people are, you know, sitting at home wondering how they can sexually assault women, but just the overall view, you know, of women in society. We're treated as uh, less, less valuable, less powerful. And, um, because of that, we're often treated like objects. Uh, and so, especially when it comes to not just men, and I know sexual assault happens to men as well. Certainly uh, trans people that happens all the goddamn time. Um, and these are things that no one's talking about, but, but specifically with women, just because we are treated as less the meeker sex, the weaker sex and men, especially in positions of power, like Harvey Weinstein, like Louis CK, um, especially in the entertainment business, you get into this habit of being able to get anything you want to get. And that includes sex. And that is why things like sexual assaults uh, go unreported or uncared about. A lot of times they are reported and just no one cares because someone like Harvey Weinstein in the industry is considered to be more valuable than an intern or even like a like an actress who is not, you know, top of the top. But it's happening to top of the top. It's happening to Angelina Jolie. It's happening to Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. I do want to give her a shout out. She's been so wonderful, so outspoken. And I think it's safe to say she's pretty much like ruined her acting career because she has dedicated her life uh, to speaking out uh, speaking out against things like this. Her Twitter is amazing. I go to it every single day. Hashtag Rose Army. Definitely, definitely, look to her for kind of really unfiltered entertainment news. I respect her so much. Um, I've always loved her even before all this. And now I love her even more. And so I think it's just kind of how we think about women in society and uh, what silences us because there's so many, uh, so many of these assaults and this is not victim blaming, but I do want to point out that unfortunately a lot of us have a price and kudos to to rose now for saying you know what i don't have a price anymore nothing is more valuable than my body my My self-love my integrity like that's that's so amazing because in a lot of these instances i'm gonna read a a timeline that my friend jenna morata who works for IndieWire, put together i've known jenna for years we did improv comedy together um and she's turned into this really, really fantastic uh, journalist. And she put together for IndieWire, it's still available, a timeline of Harvey Weinstein's sexual assaults and accusations. Uh, and it's constantly being updated with news. You know, obviously he was fired, which is great. Um, yes. <laughs> but it, 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 what's interesting to me is the Harvey Weinstein story and how he handles things. Is not unlike how Donald Trump handles things, mm. because you'll see in this timeline he create uh, he commits a sexual assault <clears throat> and then covers it over by making a donation to Gloria Steinem. Are you oh. by putting out a movie like The Hunting Ground? He fucking yes. produced that. Yes. These are oh, all Harvey God. Weinstein Damn things. So it's like, so oh, it's like, God. I'm going to do this one thing that's terrible, but I'm going to cover it up with either, you know, Donald Trump hasn't done anything good. Yeah, I know. I was like, a, what good thing? He's, he's going to cover it up with something up. that's uh, less important. Like I'm going to tweet gonna, about the NFL. I'm going to make this about the NFL instead of uh, the fact that Puerto Rico is in shambles and I'm not doing anything about he, it. Yep. So this starts back in the 70s with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, And I mean, there are documented things. First of all, I worked on the other side of the entertainment business for a long time. It was not a secret that Harvey Weinstein was like physically... uh, assaulting people that worked for him. I've heard stories of chairs and staplers being thrown at kids who worked for him. And when I say kids, I mean like in your 20s, not like fucking four-year-olds. Uh, and uh, in 2002, he publicly berated uh, director Julie Taymor, who is a top director at a screening of her film, Frida. So he just doesn't care about women. I think it's pretty safe to say that. So his fir- the first accuser was unknown, probably in the 70s. A former Weinstein colleague told The New Yorker, that Weinstein was upended a, a professional hotel room meeting uh, by changing into a bathroom and then allegedly raping her. So that's a rape right off the bat to get the, uh, to get things rolling. Then in 1979, he founds Miramax with his brother Bob. 1982, they released their first hit, The Secret Policeman's Other Ball. Never heard of it. I guess it wasn't that big of a hit. Um, <laughs> uh, 1984, the second accuser comes forward. Her name is Tommy Ann Roberts. Uh, she's a college junior and what a surprise, aspiring actress, mm. age 20. Because in the entertainment business, there is this common pattern of like casting couch behavior where young people, a lot of times women who are hopeful uh, are introduced to these men in power situations and men use their power uh, to get what they want from these women sexually. Um, so that happened. What uh, uh, she was a frequent uh, she Weinstein uh, posited that she acted in his upcoming film and, and set up a meeting at his temporary address. So he's just making up places.
1: Oh, Jesus. Uh,
0: Roberts, which is the, the girl, a future psychology professor, found Weinstein naked in the bathtub, and mm. he encouraged her to disrobe because her character might have a topless scene. She didn't. And yet there's there so many instances of Harvey Weinstein inviting young, uh, attractive women, or non-attractive women, it doesn't matter, to his hotel room uh, where he's naked in a, in a bathroom asking for... Massages. Uh, so it goes on and on. He releases in 1989 Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Then oh, early 90s, Third <laughs> Accuser. Uh, again, unknown because people are so shamed for coming out, so they don't possibly want to put their names out there. Bob Weinstein's former assistant, Kathy DeClessis, told the Times that a woman under her supervision quickly exited Miramax following an incident with Harvey Weinstein. The women later received a settlement per the Times' sources. So he's already paying people off, uh, and this is the early 90s. It is now 2017 that he's even paying for any of this shit uh, with more than money. And, you know, for someone like Harvey Weinstein, money doesn't fucking matter. Early 90s, fourth accuser. Now we're getting into names we know. Rosanna Arquette, the the desperately seeking Susan actress... told the New York, the New Yorker and the Times that she was instructed to pick up a script at the Beverly Hills Hotel, but confused when the receptionist sent her upstairs. Weinstein met her in a bathroom, complaining of neck pain and qu- requesting a massage. Uh. Arquette attempted to recommend a professional, but Weinstein allegedly placed her hand on his genitals. She later appealed Ugh. in Miramax-backed uh, film, Pulp Fiction. 1991, fifth accuser, Jessica Hines. Future Shaun of the Dead co-star Hines tweeted this week that her first film after was retracted when she declined to screen test for Weinstein while wearing a bikini. Hines has deleted the tweet, I'm sure, because she was fucking threatened. 1991, same year, sixth accuser, Lauren Madden, former Miramax employee Lauren Madden told the Times that Weinstein asked her for massages while they were at hotels in London and Dublin. Then he releases some more movies. 1993, the Walt Disney Company buys Miramax. 1993, seventh accuser, Catherine Kendall. The Times reports that the actress was presented with Miramax scripts when she was 23. Then Weinstein invited her to a Manhattan screening near Lincoln Center, neglecting to mention that it'd just be the two of them. Weinstein made up an excuse to visit his apartment where he put on a robe and solicited a massage. Kendall said no, so Weinstein took off his robe. Kendall said she was chased and blocked from leaving and Weinstein ultimately asked to see her breasts 1994 Ugh. we're still so far from the present and I'm gonna keep reading it because I'm it's only six important, years old this and it seems that it's not really getting through to people's heads there's so many problems here and in Hollywood oh and while we're here before I get to this fucking next accuser which is fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, would I say people can get anything in the entertainment business that they want sexually? That includes sex with children. Don't think it doesn't. do oh, you think Justin Bieber canceled yeah. his last tour because he saw some fucked up shit. Oh, and, uh, really? Yeah. I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not... <sighs> And I mean, it's, I've heard about uh, male uh, Hollywood <laughs> producers inviting young minors, male minors, kids, boys. It's
0: 100 percent accurate, but be careful if you start looking into it because you might end up dead. So seriously, if I end up dead, just know this is my promise to you. I did not commit suicide. I was murdered. Um, and I'm yeah, gonna get, keep getting I crazy. Yeah, yeah you, you would do that. Yeah. Uh, 1994, eighth accuser, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow told The Times on October 10th, 2017, that at age 22 after she'd been cast as the lead in Miramax's Emma, Weinstein placed his hands on her and suggested massages in his peninsula, Beverly Hills bedroom during what was Austin, Austin sensibly a work meeting, leaving her petrified. The times corroborated uh, that Brad Pitt, her then boyfriend, as Christina said, confronted Weinstein, who then screamed at her for a long time, (laughs) demanding she stay silent. And then she said, I thought he was going to fire me. So it's like, I know you could easily say, "Well, why were these women, you know, allowing themselves uh, to to go through these things?" Well, number that was one, her first role. Yeah,
1: was her first lead role. Number one,
0: no one should ever be treating uh, anyone like this. Uh, and secondly, like this is a lot at stake. Can I? I think there are very few people listening. Uh, To this who can honestly say I would give up my dream just to put one bastard who touched my boobs behind bars and i'm not saying you should yeah not saying you're a bad person for not but it's like i think i I think being fired is at stake i think we kind of all need to i think we kind of all need to step up and say in unison enough is enough because when we all say it then it's a lot more powerful and like they're not going to fire all of us. Yeah. You can't fire all of us.
1: What the universe is going to fire us to
0: think about. It's hard to say if I didn't have this platform, which we're so lucky to have where we can say whatever the fuck we want with limited repercussions, uh, would I take all these risks, uh, for my whole career because you know like Louis CK the reason people are scared about talking about Louis CK is because you know they're getting threats when when tweets go out and then are just missing yeah it's because they're being presented with legal documents do you want to lose all the money you have do you want to lose your entire career most times I would have said I might have said no honestly before this but I was
1: nervous to bring up Louis CK's name because to me it's not about a witch hunt to have him banned for life to me it is about fucking figuring the shit out and stop letting people get away with it if you can get away with it you're gonna fucking do it and our legal system has proven that you can get away with it yeah and fucking sick of it and i'm nervous too i'm nervous about talking about child sex trafficking i'm nervous that i'm
0: gonna fucking end up dead like you don't think like some people who have ended up dead lately really wanted to kill themselves i don't think
2: so do some research. Uh, so September
0: 1995, ninth accuser, Mira Sorvino, uh, a veteran of Mira Max pictures. Sorvino uh, told the New Yorker that while they were at the Toronto international film festival, provo- uh, promoting mighty Aphrodite, Weinstein made her feel very uncomfortable by giving her a shoulder massage, then chasing her weeks later, Weinstein called after midnight, alerting her that he was on route to her uh, New York apartment. Sorvino got him to uh, got to him with a lie about her boyfriend coming over. She eventually relayed the story to a female Miramax employee (laughs) who reacted with shock and horror. Um, May 1996 10th She's accuser Judith Go- uh, Godresh, when the French actress was 24 and her film ridicule was acquired by Miramax she told the times that she attended breakfast with Weinstein at the Cannes Film Festival Weinstein unsuccessfully asked her for a massage guy loves massages he needs icy hot god uh, damn it <laughs> then allegedly pushed himself against her and removed her sweater before she fled 1997 oh 11th gosh. accuser Ashley Judd while while filming *Kiss the Girls* for Miramax, actress Ashley D- Judd told the Times she believed she was attending a breakfast with Weinstein at the Beverly Hills Peninsula Hotel. That hotel needs to look out for him because he seems to be staying there a lot. Only to be sent to his suite where she found him clad in a bathrobe. Weinstein offered God, to give Judge Judd a massage, a massage, then asked her to watch him shower. Uh, oh, God.
1: 1997
0: 12th accuser oh, one my of my favorites Asia Argento the Italian actress and director then 21 told the New Yorker that one of Weinstein's producer colleagues invited her to a Miramax hosted party at Hotel du Cap Eden Rock near Cannes in actuality there was no party Argento was led upstairs to Weinstein which the pr- uh, producer refutes after discussing her past roles Weinstein briefly exited then came back in a bathroom carrying Massage? lotion uh. he convinced Argento to give him a massage and then he allegedly raised her skirt and performed oral sex on her as she protested which is rape Mm -hmm. an event she later uh, mined for her film Scarlet Diva and that, that was posted um Asia Argento and Rose McGowan are really good friends. They've been talking on Twitter a lot, and she reenacted in her film Scarlet Diva. She had them replay the whole fucking uh, Harvey Weinstein incident. So they've been trying to talk for years. A big fat man wanting to eat you out, she said. It's a scary fairy tale. Argento later starred in Bee Monkey, a 1999 drama distributed by Miramax. And she said she carried out a consensual sexual relationship with Weinstein for five years. So Hmm. people getting all kinds of fucked up mentally from this. Yep.
1: That's common. And can I just interject really quick to say, I want everybody who's listening to this to know this. This is a scientific fact. Look it up. Uh, A lot of times when a man or woman is raped, they will, their genitals will react in survival mode. So a lot of times when a woman is raped, she will get wet that is a very confusing thing to people who haven't been through it and to people who have been through it especially to people who have been through it that is going to create a fucking avalanche of mental instability and uh, and confusion men when they get raped a lot of times will get an erection that does not mean they wanted it okay if you got raped and you're a man and you got an erection that is your body's defense mechanism to just get it over with it's very dark and bleak and sad and it breaks my fucking heart. But I just wanted everyone to know that because uh, no one seems to be talking about that fact, that fact, and that can be misconstrued and used against victims. And it should never be.
2: And
0: I also think, I mean, from rape victims, survivors that I've uh, talked to, there is something like with consensual sex after being raped, uh, there's like a, it's a, it's a power dynamic going on there. So it's like someone took your power away from you and what can you do? You can't undo a rape, but maybe the only thing you can do is to, is to go back and then consensually have sex with that person to say, I've regained back some of my power, some of my quote unquote dignity that people is, uh, people think is lost during a rape, which you know, society needs
1: to stop perpetuating that. I know two women who have done that. They went back to their rapist in an attempt to gain mental control and feel like they're not, their soul has not been crushed Mm -hmm. and they're trying to save their own soul by having sexual intercourse consensually with their rapist. That is another thing that people need to just know happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, sorry if this is long. Sorry if you're Not tired sorry. of it. Um, but I think it's really uh, important. And maybe right by now you've gotten up at your computer and you're Googling this. Maybe by now you've gotten up and done something about it other than uh, complaining on social media. Uh, but yeah, this is important. And just even if you stop listening to this podcast and then just have a better understanding, a better knowledge, you know that this is going on. That works too. Just we're just we're A lot of us are walking around only with the information that is kind of fed to us by these carefully curated sources and that's not okay because this is how this fucking happens anyway january 1997 we're still 10 God years damn it. from today 13th accuser <sighs> rose mcgowan my fucking favorite actress rose mcgowan then 23 and what's the commonality between uh, between all these women they're very young and they haven't started their careers yet cool oh Power dynamic. So has an uncomfortable encounter with Weinstein in a hotel room while attending the Sundance Film Festival. Again, one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world. Uh, According to the Times, she soon received a $100,000 settlement. And and you know what? It it sucks. It sucks that we can be bought out as humans, but I completely understand it because I'm sure beyond that uh, financial settlement, there was threats to her career and probably even threats to her safety. Yeah. Uh, In October 2016, McGowan tweeted that she'd been raped by a studio head. Good for her uh, for saying it, not for being raped. Uh, March 1997, Miramax wins Best Picture Oscar for the English patient. Yay. Uh, December 1997, the Miramax releases *Goodwill Hunting. No one notices that you're fucking raping people if you're putting out great movies. That's so true. Fall 1998, 14th accuser Zelda Perkins. The Times reported that London-based Miramax assistant Zelda Perkins, then 25, challenged Weinstein about his requests and comments in hotels, particularly towards one of her female co Coworkers. Then Miramax reportedly sent attorney Steve Hatunsky to arrange a settlement with Perkins. Oh, I
1: bet. How big of you. Late
0: 1998, 15th accuser Angelina Jolie. In an email to the Times quoted in an October 10th, 2017 story, Jolina wrote that she had a bad experience with Weinstein around the time Miramax distributed her film playing uh, by heart. She gave no additional details except that she chose never to work with him again and warn others when they did. Good for her. This behavior towards women in any field, any country is unacceptable. March 1999, Miramax Films win 10 Oscars. Uh, uh, August 1999, Weinstein puts Paltrow on the cover of Talk magazine. I believe that's the one that she uh, talked about that was bondagey. Yep, that is the bondage one that made her feel uncomfortable. But she said there were certain favors that Weinstein asked me to do that I felt were not exploitative Uh but not necessarily as great for me as they were for him. Interesting. 2000's 16th accuser, Romala Garay, when she was 18, the English actress was summoned to Weinstein's hotel room at the Savoy in London. Weinstein greeted her in a bathrobe for an otherwise mundane business meeting. She eventually co-starred in Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Uh, Well, I guess she didn't do as much. That's why she only got Havana Nights. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh that's you're probably right though you yeah. pro- do hey, you can Chris, have a fan tonight. tweeted out yesterday and it fucking cracked me up and this is when comedy comedians save my fucking soul in these times where i just want to rip my head out crystalia tweeted hey Harvey Weinstein I'll suck your dick if you'll put me in spy kid seven <laughs> and I was like I love you Chris that was fucking hilarious and uh thank you for making me laugh in such dark times yeah
0: I don't care. This is gonna be a two-hour intro and I do give a shit and when you say oh shit why was the guys we fucked intro this uh this long this week it's because so many people were sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein that's the answer that you can tell everybody why was I late to work oh I was in my car listening to the numerous sexual assaults committed by Harvey Weinstein before I came into work thank Thank you. Early 2000s, 17th accuser Heather Graham. In an article she penned for Variety, the Boogie Nights actress said Weinstein expressed desire to put her in a Miramax film. One day at his office, he told Graham, then in her early 30s, that his wife allowed him to have extramarital affairs when he was traveling. There was no explicit mention that, uh, to the star in one... These quotes are bad. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I don't know what you're saying, Heather Graham. But anyway, it was bad. Uh, Then they released Chicago 2002. 2003, 18th accuser Dawn Dunning. After Dunning, an actress slash student slash waitress, then 23, met Weinstein Mm. at a nightclub, per the Times. Oh, it wasn't in a robe. (laughs) He offered her screen test meals and Broadway tickets for herself and her boyfriend. Before one meeting at a Manhattan hotel's restaurant, Weinstein's assistant dispatched her to his suite. Weinstein Mm. was wearing
1: a bathroom. Robe. Oh, there it is. There's the
0: robe. And knew it was, was a robe. Was surrounded by what he said were film contracts meant for Dunning only if she had a three way with him. Oh. When Dunning left, Weinstein became enraged. 2004, 19th accuser, Lucia Evans. Then a college junior, Evans told oh. the New Yorker that she gave Weinstein her phone number after they met at New York City's uh, Cipriani upstairs in summer 2004. He and an assistant proceeded to call her numerous times requesting meetings and she finally agreed to see him and a female casting executive at Miramax's Tribeca office. And do you
1: understand Harvey Weinstein before all this shit? Yeah. Asking you to go to a meeting and you want to be an actress. This is all your dreams coming through. The movies that true this, this one person yeah. has facilitated happening are amazing movies. Yeah. It, regardless of how big of a piece of shit cunt head he is. These are this you this is not something that you people would turn down maybe even know I, I just just know that yes. I am so sick of the victim blaming bullshit that I'm I've just I try to I try to get into those victim blamers heads before they have a chance to speak.
0: Yeah. And I mean, this goes back to we, we talked about this in our TED talk a little bit. Like, what am I worth? What is my body worth? And it's like I, you know, it, it's very like a devil and an angel coming to you and it's saying here's everything that you've ever wanted, all you have to do is kind of like give up this freedom to your body. Do you take it? I can't fault people either way. <sighs> no, nope. really. Nope. Uh, Instead, she was. uh, So back to this. uh, Oh, yeah. Harvey Weinstein accusing Lucia Evans. Instead, she was uh, escorted to Weinstein in an abandoned office filled with food containers and And gym equipment. Oh, he told her about two scripts and said she could perhaps model on Project Runway one of his television shows. So he owns that, too. If she dieted. That's a great show. If she dieted. Then he Uh allegedly took out his penis. Oh, and forced her to give him oral sex. So again, that's, uh, that's, that's rape. rape. Although no she, rope, although no she rope. attempted to fight back, she said, he overpowered me. Yeah. Only then did she meet with Weinstein's female colleague who pursued her professionally for a time. 2004, Weinstein divorces one of his mil- million wives. They had three kids. September 2005, uh, the Weinsteins formed the Weinstein Company. 2007, 20th accuser Lauren Savon, a woman who was then working at a local cable news anchor, came forward on October 6, 2017, to recount an ordeal that Weinstein allegedly put her through at a Manhattan Cuban restaurant. Savon told the Huffington Post that Weinstein first gave her a private tour of Cafe Socialista, where he was an investor. Weinstein proceeded to dismiss the nearby staff, and when his attempted kiss was rejected, he masturbated in front of her, ejaculating oh. into a potted plant. How nice shout out to you Donna Karen hey Donna to Karen all women.
1: jerk off into your fucking ugly ass puke
0: colored clothes uh piece of shit December 2007 he marries another chick named Georgina Chapman Twi- uh tw- January 2008 21st accuser uh Louisette Geis an actress with sitcom credits like the King of Queens and Two and a Half Men Geis said in an October 10th press conference that she dined with Weinstein in Utah during the Sundance Film Festival hoping to pitch a screenplay Oh, haven't we all Aww. Once the restaurant closed, the meeting continued in Weinstein's festival office adjacent to his hotel room. About a half hour later, he allegedly returned from the bathroom naked except for a bathrobe that was Knew open it. in the front. A fucking robe. Geist said he got in a tub, a hot tub, and asked her to watch him masturbate. She attempted <sighs> to leave and Weinstein pulled her into the bathroom wanting a witness as he pleasured himself. Attorney Gloria Alred, mother to fellow uh, attorney Lisa Bloom, mm-hmm. uh, who advised Weinstein for the first three days after the time. Times article broke Is now representing Guys Oh that's cool Um Then they uh, released another great uh, thing. Uh, September 2009, Weinstein supports uh, Roman Polanski in an op-ed for The Independent. That's interesting. Surprise,
1: surprise.
0: May 2010, 22nd accuser, Emma de Caen. Weinstein and the French actress then in her early 30s met at the Cannes Film Festival. Months later, they dined at a a Paris Hotel Ritz. She accompanying him to his room to fetch a book, quote unquote. Fetch me a book. And Weinstein allegedly returned turned from the bathroom naked and with Uh, an erection. No robe. Then asked her to lie on the bed. It was like a hunter with a wild animal, she Mm. said. Uh, DeCons declined and left. Then 2010, uh, Weinstein Company releases The King's Speech. Uh, 2011, 23rd accuser Jessica Barth. Mm. When the TED actress was in her early 30s, she met Weinstein at a Golden Globes party, according to The New Yorker. Weinstein later invited her to talk business at the Beverly Hills Peninsula, asking that she come to his room, where he then asked for her to massage his nude body Oh As Barth exited Weinstein said She needed to lose weight oh. And also promised To connect her With oh. a female executive At the Weinstein company you February. won't let me rape you? You're a fat whore. Uh, yeah. Uh, February 2011, Michael Moore sued the Weinstein Company because they stole profits from his film Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh. November 2007, they, uh, Weinstein Company releases The Artist. Uh, approximately 2012, 24th accuser Cara Delavine. Uh, oh! Yeah. God damn another it. F- another f- these are, I'm learning this. These are huge names. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, now 25, the English model and actress wrote in uh, an Instagram post on October 11th that she met with Weinstein in a hotel to discuss a Today. project after he'd uh, advised unsolicited uh, that she'd never find acting success if she was a lesbian. Great, now we're getting into the LGBTQ community. Perfect. They went to Weinstein's room where another woman waited and Weinstein asked them to kiss. Dale De- De Levine declined and when she eventually left, uh, Weinstein allegedly tried to kiss her she co-starred in tulip fever a 2017 uh weinstein company release april 2012 time honors weinstein he is named on the uh one of the magazine's 100 most influential people i bet uh november 2012 weinstein company releases silver linings playbook Mm. cool uh 2014 (laughs) uh 25th accuser emily nester per the Times and the New Yorker at the Beverly Hills Peninsula. Again, someone check his room there. Weinstein allegedly told Emily Nestor, who tempted who tempt for one day at the Weinstein Company, that he would catapult her career if she did sexual favors for him as he'd done with others. He offered to be her boyfriend and give the 25-year-old a job at Weinstein Company's uh, London office. Nestor said Weinstein also bragged about never drugging women for sex, quote, like Bill Cosby. Uh, the Weinstein Company employees alerted management of what had occurred. The New Yorker reported that the Weinstein Company executive, Erwin Ryder acknowledged to Nestor via LinkedIn that, quote, mistreatment of women was commonplace in their company culture.
2: Mm.
0: 2015, oh, God. 26 accuser unknown. Former Weinstein Company executive Lauren O'Connor sent a memo to her superiors that covered two years worth of allegations she'd heard against Weinstein. Examples cited range from an assistant who was ordered to give him a massage at the Beverly Hills Peninsula while he massage. was naked to those who carried out turndown duty when Weinstein rose and went to bed. Months prior, the Times reports that a young woman had quit the company after what she thought were Weinstein's dalliances. Uh, apparently, Bob Weinstein was concerned by O'Connor's memo, but no internal investigation followed. Oh, good. O'Connor settled with Harvey Weinstein and withdrew her complaint and in his words to the Times, parted amicably although her assertions had been, quote, off base February 2015. This is after twenty six accusations of sexual assault, including some very clear rapes. Uh, The Weinstein Company releases The Hunting Ground, a documentary that raised awareness for the sexual assault epidemic at colleges. March 2015, 27th accuser, Ambra Badalana Gutierrez. The 22-year-old Filipina-Italian model told police that Weinstein asked if her breasts were real, grabbed them, reached up her skirt, and attempted uh, to kiss her in his third-floor Tribeca Film Center office. New York Daily News oh, reported geez, that Weinstein horrible. did not de- deny these events in a phone call the paper facilitated between him and Badalana Gutierrez. The New York Police Department's special victims division then had her wear a A wire to meet with Weinstein at the Tribeca Grand Hotel. Audio eventually released by The New Yorker. Oh, I think that's the one that's been going around that we heard. Mm. During their conversation, Weinstein asked Badalana Gutierrez to shower with him. Manhattan's district attorney did not charge Weinstein, who told his company's board members that he'd been set up. Nevertheless, sources asserted to The Times that he did pay Badalana Gutierrez a settlement. April 2015, Defamer publishes an expose about Weinstein's personal life. Um... And, uh, this included things like inviting a model to his office and proposing a threesome with himself and actress Olivia Wilde. The article also mentioned that Weinstein likes to greet women while wearing bathrobes. Yeah, no shit. Uh, okay, so that happens. Oh, June, t- uh, June 2017th, Weinstein donation honors Gloria Steinem's legacy. Oh, the H. Weinstein Family Foundation gave Rutgers University one hundred thousand dollars for a chairmanship in its Department of Women's and Gender Studies named after feminist icon Gloria Steinem. October 5th, 2017, The New York Times publishes Harvey Weinstein paid off sexual harassment accusers for decades. So this is the article that started it all. Uh October 6th, he took an indefinite leave from the Weinstein Company. October 7th, L- attorney Lisa Bloom announced that she will no longer serve as Weinstein's advisor.
1: Good for you, Lisa Bloom. Thank
0: God. Thank uh, you. October 8th, Harvey Weinstein is fired from the Weinstein Company. October 9th, Weinstein's email to Hollywood CEOs is leaked. On Twitter, the Hollywood reporter's Janice Min published an email Weinstein reportedly sent to entertainment executives the previous day requesting letters of support that might save his job. Quote, I am desperate for... For your help. Also on October 9th an anonymous source told Variety that Weinstein had attempted to thwart the investigation efforts of John Kiernan, a lawyer hired by the Weinstein company following the Times story. October 10th, The New York pub- uh, the New Yorker publishes from aggressive overtures to sexual assault, Harvey Weinstein's accusers tell their stories. That's a piece you should check out. Uh, And I think that's it. That brings us to present day. So I don't know how fucking long it just took me to get through that.
1: 49 Um, minutes and five seconds total. We've been going. There was stuff before that. So I I think that... Half hour.
0: If it takes... 10 seconds if it takes 30 minutes to go through someone's uh, history of sexual assault that is too long Mm -hmm. and i think I, i i sometimes i look at articles and i'm like i think this is too long to read i'm a fast talker but is this i didn't think that was too long because number one my friend jenna spent a fucking long ass time researching that uh and uh it just we're sitting here. We co-host a podcast that talks about this thing, these things all the time, and half that shit we didn't know. So I think it's important yeah. that we not just uh, like kind of like skim through these articles. That that is so much, so <laughs> much,
1: that was so much. One thing, one thing that people can do: do not support. <clears throat> do not support these people. Donna Karen came out and I, uh, her fucking shitty ass clothing line. She's right. a fashion designer. If you don't know, she is congratulations. Cause it doesn't matter. But, uh, you probably do DK and And she, uh, came out and, uh, in support of Harvey Weinstein and said that, uh, alluded to they were being teases, the women or and that the, women, was what they were wearing. The women are asking for a thing. Ex- yes. Yeah. And, uh, so I, not that I ever would be caught dead in a DKNY thing. Yeah. Maybe if I got it at a thrift store back when I was poor, uh, I I certainly will never buy her clothing. And because I don't want to support, I don't want to support rapists. I don't want to support people who support rapists.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, Cause I'm at a fucking loss as what the fuck to do. Bill Cosby, everybody knew he was a fucking rapist for many years. Right. Hannibal right. Burris makes a joke about it, that he's been doing that fucking bit for months. I've seen him do that bit well, before somebody at his stand up show recorded it, put it on the internet, and then all of a sudden the media has a narrative. Oh, Hannibal Burris accuses Bill Cosby of sexual assault. No, fuck you. Bill Cosby was outed as a rapist long before Hannibal made. A joke about it.
0: Tina Fey had been also making jokes yep. about Bill Cosby Weekend for update. years, so uh, it's, and, it's and, well documented. And, and, and
1: I'm sitting. I, we were with we were we had a video shoot yesterday, and I and I thought to myself, like I like people in the comedy community, like we were saying, Lucy K. Like I'm just like he's everyone. It's a known thing. Comedians know mm-hmm. he has done these has done things that are not okay. Has sexually assaulted people. And again, it is not my my intention is never to i want to make sure these people don't get away with it so yes right. being fired or having having things taken away from you sure. be, to maybe prevent it serious go to, repercussions go to fucking therapy yeah that's what i want mm-hmm. and uh and so it's 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 less to me about uh who is doing it more so how the fuck can we figure this out and get a grip on it and get a step ahead of it i, I don't know but I'm and it's desperate hurtful because to I mean, find out. this is
0: a list of a, a ton of people that, uh, you know, actresses who I'm sure many of you love, respect, know, follow their work. But it's like for all those actresses, think of all their friends, all the other people in Hollywood, all these huge names who knew about this. Brad Pitt knew about this. And again, it is not Brad Pitt's singular responsibility, but just like,
1: but Bob everyone would in Rick- Hollywood. Risk losing shit if he talked about, it. and that's yeah. so fucked
2: up. But you gotta not care Everyone in Hollywood I
0: guess. knew about it, but it's like we we think we think that the Brad Pitts and the Angelina Jolies are the most power people, powerful people in Hollywood, and that's not true. That's a nope. misconception. Studio the most heads. power, yeah, are the studio heads—the people who can give you the roles, the people who can put up millions of dollars for a movie. Because as rich as. Um The actors are it's usually the studio heads and the suits, as they call them, uh, that are the most powerful and the and the most wealthy and truly can make or break your career. Because guess what? There's only one uh, Harvey Weinstein. There's basically a million Angelina Jolie's, even though that's, you know, it's, it's a it's a different thing. It it is just like actors are a dime a dozen and that's how people feel about like women too Especially like young beautiful women who are willing to do anything for a role Which is seemingly who harvey was taking the most advantage of in these situations. Um so yeah now, you know and uh, hopefully You can do something help with this us figure out what the
1: fuck do we do guys? What do we do? I don't know email I don't know I but but we've we've really wonderful, amazing, beautiful things have come out of uh, talking about things, honestly, on the podcast and reading other people's stories. So maybe this is one of them. Maybe this is one of those instances. Right. Let's let's band together and figure this out. Yeah. And I think a
0: lot of the the, the conversations that have surfaced uh, are like, yeah, at the Oscars we sit and we watch as all these people come up and go on diatribes against Donald Trump. And yeah, he's a dirtbag piece of shit. Yeah. But unfortunately there was a, a dirtbag piece of shit in the room with them that That they certainly could have done more to stop like Hollywood has the power to stop Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Hollywood, as we see, does not have the power to stop Donald Trump. Um, And so uh, we can't pick and choose who are who are monsters based on what they can do for us, I think, is the thesis of this. So take a deep breath and we promise you that this interview is
1: really Yo, fun. this interview is mad good. Uh, Everyone who turned in from, tuned in from brilliant audience is probably like, what oh, the fuck? Well, you know what? What the fuck is this? Just another day, the Guys We Fucked podcast, everybody. Oh, um, God. Remember when we just wanted to be comedians? That
0: was fun. Oh, I that was remember that. Remember when I
1: just wanted to write a good oh, joke? This makes bombing seem like
0: a fucking walk in the park. Yep. All right, guys. You've seen him on MTV's Guy Code. Yeah. You've seen him Well, you've heard him (laughs) Uh, on the Brilliant Idiots as one of the co hosts, along with our good friend Shar Shar. Charlemagne the Guy. He's a stand up comedian uh, with a new special out on his YouTube channel called 441. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Andrew Andrew Schultz!
1: Schultz.
3: you guys know some shit i don't know
1: i don't think no i mean i don't think
3: we do we're here <laughs> with
1: andrew Schultz. how you doing i'm good hello so there's nothing that you won't talk about God. when with regards to sex no do you remember the time you ever fir- you first got a boner i, find, I do a bit about right. this on stage about like guys remembering the first time they were ever aroused by a woman's body my first boner i don't <laughs> i don't know I don't remember that no. do you remember, I remember boners do you remember the first time you <laughs> saw a woman's body boners. and got excited
3: um <laughs> No, I don't remember that either. But distinctly right now, I remember i I'd uh was working at a pizza shop. My folks had a beach house, and there's this pizza shop I worked at. I was like a delivery boy, and there was my friend's older sister, Sandro's older sister. <laughs> and I was probably like 12 or something like that. And she was <laughs> much older. And what she would do is sit on my lap. Ooh, And she was probably how much older? Oh, some it's some weird like I was taken advantage of and fully <laughs> okay with it and she would sit on my lap and I would get huge boners and I would like flip them up and then I, she must've known, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Wow. Were you wearing sweatpants or no, regular shorts? Pants. I was wearing like oh, fucking, shit. like swim trunks. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, I get stories like was, that
0: so often, where <laughs> like older women do stuff to young guys, and like so they've also been like, yeah, women be nasty. but the, the guys like usually never have a problem. I oh, no, know. Absolutely not. We're
3: totally okay with it. Yeah, it's.
2: Uh, but yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes people sometimes, aren't okay with it, and we have to make sure you're okay with well, it.
3: guys aren't okay. Like a straight. That's that's why I say like um like the, the, there's no I, greater privilege than pretty girl privilege because you can get away with pedophilia.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm so blessed to be attractive. I'm well, just
3: saying, like you could, you could, you know, there are women that sleep with. This happens all the time. Teachers sleep with kids. I'm okay true. with it. I hear about Jared more... slept with kids and he's fucking in jail for it.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Well, those kids. I mean, you can't when you're Jared slept kid, with sixteen year old
3: girls. He's in yeah. jail. Teachers sleep with sixteen year old boys every
1: month. Right? And honestly, I always see a fucking story about an older female teacher with younger. And Dude. we're like, I wish I had teachers like
3: that. You know, there's this whole like that'd be cool uh, mentality. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I talked to voice. a few
1: yeah. guys who were taken advantage of by an older woman, and they were th- they were like half okay with it and half like, I was uncomfortable, but I didn't know how to say anything, yeah, but shut whatever. The fuck up, who? Who? I'm not naming names. I don't believe that uncomfortable. How?
0: but also that's not because maybe that's hebophilia and they're very different and I know it's not but, but I mean there is there is a moral difference between fucking a 16 year old and fucking yeah. a 4 year old there is oh. and that's why there's two different words I know. for the things like I don't think if you fuck a 16 year old that you have like a deep mental disorder sure. uh, if you have a, if you're fucking a 4 year old sure. then you have a m- deep uh, mental disorder completely agree the 16 year old is just like lapse in judgment yeah
3: <laughs> sure 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 I agree with you they're totally different things that being said nobody called Jared of hebophilia. Hepiphili- right?
0: And actually, I didn't even know. because I didn't even know until now that the girls were six- not, not. Not that I'm like putting my blessing on their relationship now. <laughs> yeah, that
2: still wasn't okay.
0: But it makes me feel a little more comfortable well, when I'm consuming a six-inch turkey sub. Now, the <laughs> irony is that
3: if he lived in Canada, he'd still be the spokesperson. Oh yeah, because it's legal sixteen. Oh, is in it Canada. now? Wait, a grown. It's at, always been.
1: Anybody can fuck a sixteen-year-old in Canada. Uh, fourteen in Spain. So oh. <laughs> so the the crazy thing I wanted to fuck when I was fourteen. I just didn't.
3: I yeah, but remember. well, I think the the age <laughs> isn't really about like if your body's ready. It's about if your right. mind is ready to be taken advantage of. Or right.
0: are you ready to say, t- yeah, but uh, mm, it's a, are you ready to make,
1: are you ready to make a responsible decision about with your Are you horny? I mean, really? Nah, like, everybody's
3: horny at 14. That's why we, I got my dick set at 14, right? Yeah. It wasn't because I was thirsty. I, it's because I was horny, right? Like that's right.
1: But isn't thirsty and horny the same thing? <laughs> I was 13
3: for some pussy. That's, that's what I wanted, right? I wanted to get head. So I, I, I finagled that. Maybe I was 15, but like horniness starts young, right? I oh, mean, like, I was people like used to be married at what well, happens even younger with women. Like I heard young girls, 7 seven, they're masturbate without even knowing it.
0: Yeah. You're just like I r- mean, rubbing up on stuff. Yeah, and a then you live,
1: a, you live a couple years of your early childhood thinking, oh shit, am I going to get pregnant because no one's telling me about it? And just every day you go to the bathroom and you just wait for the day that you'll somehow find out you're pregnant. I don't know how. Maybe there's blood on the toilet paper. You don't know how anything works. Oh, oh, okay. But you're coming and you assume you're going to get pregnant. Sure, sure. Yeah. sure. From Maybe coming, I'm just yeah. speaking from personal experience. No, I'm yeah. sure
3: there's people like you there. I, I guess <laughs> what we're doing is like, we just go 18 is an age where adults can kick game to women.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It's like okay. You... I've never had an eighteen-year-old kick game to me. No, no, I have, and I, it's it's kind of fun.
3: I mean, you know, when you like turn that actually eighteen, worked. no, I mean when you turn eighteen, uh, a thirty-year-old yeah. dude can kick game to you, and we're <sighs> sure. okay with it. Yeah, but at seventeen, we're like chill. She's not ready yet.
1: Exactly, and that's right. not that doesn't make at any one, sense. Where's at the... a certain
3: age, we need to unleash you to the wo- to the wolves. <laughs> you know what wow. I mean?
1: Like, and this is why women live in fear.
3: I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. My point, but it's like. A woman is not a wolf to a sixteen-year-old boy. I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. We right. don't view women because as there's wolves not predators.
1: They're not. They're not as threatening. They're not as
3: whatever. Exactly. Like you, you, you might still be. You know, some like an like a like, what is it? A herbivore? You might still be like. You might still eat, you know, grass and shit, but you're like,
1: you're it's like metaphors all over the place. You know I oddly mean? like, understand what you're, you're saying. You're a
3: wildebeest. Like, yeah. nobody's afraid when the beasts are around the lions because they know wildebeests can handle themselves. Right, right, right. So that's right, why, right. you know, it might be a little boy lion, but the boy <laughs> yeah. lion is not going to fuck with a wildebeest and if the wildebeest fucks with a boy lion, we're like, all right, he's a lion. He can take care of it. Agreed.
0: But there still has to be something with like these like female teachers fucking students where the, 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 the woman just steps out aside and goes, are things going that badly that I only can fuck 16-year-old boys? I know. Is your game that
1: bad, lady? (laughs)
0: That's a Milan moment when you just want to go to a pond and stare at your own reflection and be like, is this this what I'm really doing now? You know? I mean, because... I don't. I just can't understand getting so horny for a sixteen-year-old that I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up my, job give up my life, my job,
1: like, yeah. any any interests that are adult-oriented that and I, I am cannot so do. So horny. Well, there's peculiar <laughs> attractions from
3: from women. I think this all the time. Like I think men are. You know, we have sex with definitely women that it is is shocking that we have sex with them. But like women, will... women you're not attracted to. In other words, Facts. you can you
1: can uh, overcome that hump. Facts. So, w- but women will <laughs> by closing the eyes.
3: Women will fall in love with a, a guy who's in prison.
1: I have talked to Carly Aquilino about that, so that is true, right? I can't argue that. Anymore. I would
3: hundred percent odd thing. Like, like you, it's not like you were in love with him, and then he in there. went to prison.
1: He's in prison and he's trapped in there. So you always know where he is, but you want to fight <laughs> that, to get him out is
3: security and safety in it. You're well, like, when we te- talked, you know, we did,
1: we had Carly Aquilino on the podcast and we right. did a live episode and she said she got dumped by a guy in prison, but they, when she met like, and he had a court date and he was cheating on her, but but she was like, he's in prison. So like, I know where he is, That's you know, funny. I can always get a hold of him. If That's I, you know? funny. Uh, but but it is—it
3: s- is curious, like if you're capable of falling in love with this guy who's a murderer, he's in prison, but you have you some know, kind of connection. Of course, maybe you murderer can fall with in
0: love a harder goal. It's the same way the guys fall in love with
1: strippers
3: with a of goal.
1: We. Same thing. I, sure. Yes, but uh, there was something about danger and well, women get is, attracted to that. Stripping is
3: legal, murder isn't, but I, I don't know if I'll <laughs> call it the same thing. You know, like you could bring a stripper home and your parents are like, all right, she's a stripper, you can't really bring right. a murderer home and your parents I are like, love
1: like, is love. Women do, have, women do have weird, att- are attracted to weird things. I mean, so are men, but they're different. Like I remember we had a podcast guest on, his name's and Shake, I, and I saw him at a debate and he was talking about terrorism and then my friend said, yeah, he was a former Islamic extremist. Right. And I was somehow so so aroused what, what would, he wasn't what, anymore because like right, he was right. doing the bad thing he like he <laughs> stopped but he and i i vote on the first question i was like did you behead or murder anybody yeah, yeah and he said no and i was like cool i can uh i can morally be attracted to you and it's fine right um but what the fuck i was so like annoyed with what myself. do you think it was i don't know that he used to be kind of uh, i don't know
3: what maybe we're, like, we're attracted wh- to things we're afraid of
1: maybe i'm i get really turned on when i see my boyfriend fuck another girl you're what yeah,
3: <laughs> so you're cool with your boyfriend fucking other girls. Yeah, but
1: not going on a date with another girl. Isn't that funny? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, this might be personal. You'll have to tell me. If oh, you don't, the, want to. don't worry. There's nothing I don't say anymore. So. Okay.
3: Did you experience like any sexual trauma? In no. Life?
1: No, I was cheated on twice. No, I
3: meant like no like sexual. trauma. You know or. what you mean.
0: We get this. Que- don't you think the guys we fuck girls? I would have got this said something a thousand times. Well, I only mean it. Everyone thinks we were fucking ass. No raped. one. No, touched- no. I, I don't think that's why my you- dad didn't <laughs> ass rape me. Not even dad. I like. I guess our parents are both still married, and we have good relationships with
3: our father. I was sexually not, not objectified
1: that. at a young age because I had tits at like thirteen, but the, I'm no, not. No touching.
3: Yeah, nothing violent or
1: anything. No, no. But I mean,
0: that's just women. I was sexually objectified and I didn't have tits. So people are just
3: going for everything. And I still don't. (laughs) The only reason I ask, and I don't, and I ask this from like an informed perspective, right? (laughs) So I had this girl kind of ask me to like meet her boyfriend so that I could fuck her.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she. Yeah. Right. Her boyfriend probably had a couple deal. thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Not. Nah, not. Nah, he didn't like it at all. But what? her constitution was: in order for this open relationship to be open, I can't go behind his back. You have to meet him, and then you can fuck me. Uh, and I was. like I, She was okay. a sweet girl. Actually, really cool. It's a lot I of just, trouble to go through. To, I was gonna say I can't say. I ain't fucking. I ain't fucking. I ain't your boyfriend. Oh, you didn't do shit. it. Okay, thank oh, God.
1: How now. did she, did she just? She just came out and asked you it? she were on a
3: date, and she told me she had a boyfriend, and I was like. I, you know, she she was foreign. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know how you guys do it. Where you're from, <laughs> whatever. Like, you know what I mean, like I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as open minded or whatever. I'm like, just want to know, like, what's Maybe this like all a culture about? Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... What, what's good? Like, I don't really understand. Oh, and she's like, people do that in America too. Ah. So she's like, we're in an open relationship, and um, and I was like, okay, cool. And then she had told me that um. She gotten uh, she really traumatic rape stories. She told me about it and that kind of stuff, mm. and uh, and I started to put these things. And she told me how like she was drawn to the polyamorous community because there was this this thing about consent that was so important there. Like, yeah, yeah. These the sex kink parties. Too. It's like asking like, can I touch your leg? Can I do these things? And that was the first time she really felt safe sexually again. It was a really beautiful yeah. story. But then I started to think, and it was like, are are people that are and I'm not making a judgment on you. And that's yeah, why yeah. I asked. But it's like, are people that are into polyamory do they are they are they trying to belittle what sex is to remove the trauma of that sexual experience that mm-hmm. they had? So in other words, if sex doesn't mean anything, it's just this frivolous act, and that's not what a real connection is between people, then that time we got raped, it's not that big
2: a deal. Because... Oh, I see what you're saying. But
0: I don't I, think I polyamorous do... people think that it's like sex is not meaningful. I just think that they think it should be experienced with multiple partners. I don't think they have less of a respect. I mean, I'm this is coming from someone who is not polyamorous. Yeah. I
1: know people who have been uh, sexually assaulted and then have acted out sexually. That's a common thing. But right. I also know people who act out sexually who just truly just are horny and comfortable enough with themselves that they don't care what anybody thinks. And so they'll ask for what they want. And I also know it's kind of vanilla people. It's it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of
0: vanilla people who also, (laughs) uh, who also have had something traumatic happen to them. I mean, I would say like a really high percentage of people have had something sexually traumatic happen to
1: them. Have you?
3: um besides my friend's older sister rubbing her butt against But that
1: me. was that traumatic to you no, or you truly just aroused it I
3: was not that was not traumatic How
1: old was she was she over 18 or under 18 She might have been or okay. around there around maybe then. like
3: 16 17 or something okay. like that I'm not I'm not exactly sure but She so uh, looked
1: like a woman not a girl She
3: was a woman and I was a boy Yeah you know and that she was already sexually active and right. I and I you know I doubt that I was but I wouldn't <laughs> chalk it up as as, as traumatic and no yeah, have because I been, well, like, you didn't
1: feel yeah. uh you didn't feel bad afterwards. Like you felt I fine, know, I, and I, I,
3: I couldn't wait to go to work. It was right, like right.
1: <laughs> it was uh, like... I can't wait to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the boss put her to
3: it. Be like, ah, make sure Schultz uh, is on go make time. that horny kid uh, for work. <laughs> I'm Only paying him five dollars an
1: hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can't sell <laughs> a extra. Easy tip, kid.
1: But yeah, no, I haven't experienced any um, any
2: sexual any sexual. I
1: trauma. think it just fucks up your head when people. It definitely fucks up your head when people. Like objectify you when you don't want to be, and when you experience it, it's and but it's just like a little, it's a little instance of like, ugh, that's what? annoying. And then when it it just adds up. But I, the, the cuckolding thing, I I often wondered. Uh, so are you a cuck? Yeah, yeah, and people
4: are using that as an <laughs> insult now.
1: <clears throat> that's a new thing that people are using that as an insult, right? But I'm like, yeah, that's what I am. So I you're love a, you're it. You're a cut. You're a sheep. Yeah, I love it. I get so aroused. I masturbate to it. So
3: he's fucking another girl. Yeah. Raw or condom? Condom, always. Do you
1: also fuck with her? Yeah. Just because I'm there, you know what I mean? I want to be polite. But you're not, yeah. I'm not Um, by <laughs> I guess by curious but not, I'm just truly not bisexual, but I I don't have a problem being naked with another woman and yeah. she could touch me and I'll touch her, but I'll be it's very- It's not like a thing. I don't get a bye-bye. I'm very like, is this okay? I'm just like a new virgin with, with women because I'm right. not used
3: to it. How did, and did you, I'm sure you guys have talked about this ad nauseum on the show. <laughs> so I, I don't want to, you know, bore listeners, but- What was the Who brought this up first I did You knew in your heart You wanted your boyfriend To fuck another person And then watch
1: I knew in my pussy I did Because I masturbated To the thought of it Yeah You would think about it Yeah
3: And have you How do you know In your pussy
0: How do I know In my pussy was That
3: you don't want that
0: Uh, I mean, I'm just, when I say I'm not attracted to girls, I am like not attracted to girls. No, but your
3: boyfriend fucking one and you watching.
0: Oh, because that makes me want to, the mere thought makes me want to murder people. Yeah, but have
3: you tried masturbating to it?
0: Uh, well, masturbating, I can masturbate to lots of things that I don't actually want to happen in real life. Sure. Oh, really? (laughs) I've masturbated to him fucking other people. Yeah, that's fine. But like, uh, he used to have like this girl who lived in his building who I would always uh, masturbate to it. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's just not. For me, right now, it would actually wouldn't even bother me if you had sex with that specific girl while I was there. But we had like a
1: camaraderie, and I would, and I don't want to have sex with her. <laughs> okay, that's cool. What's the most sexually adventurous thing you've done? What is adventurous? Like uh, I don't know what whatever that means to you, Andrew.
3: I guess I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not really, um, I don't really. You hold have three back ways. Yeah, you, you got orgies. I've had, I've had threesomes with girls, but I'm going to be honest with you: the, the women that are attracted to me in general tend to be wildly heterosexual okay so like if a girl's into me she don't like <laughs> pussy
1: <laughs> i don't know so manly you are so masculine I don't know if that's
3: what it is i really don't because i'm
1: not trying to say that girls that are into you are you are a you are a masculine dude i would i would I identify as mass, that he's
0: not masculine enough for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you
3: need more You might need like I A, like need a like, biker I don't like beard, Mascula, masculine you know, Yeah beard I don't like, have the testosterone You can for chop beard. <laughs> You I can chop get, some wood Are you good yeah. at
0: fixing things Right
3: right I like
1: that <laughs> Yeah that. Yeah. I cannot imagine Andrew You
3: gotta <laughs> nah, Chopping wood gotta I grew up
1: in Manhattan up. I, I've oh, ordered you, you an Uber Yeah Oh, people I, are, who grew up in Manhattan are so interesting to me because yeah. they they just think about the world differently. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty fucked up. Yeah, I gotta oh, say, absolutely. yeah, that's what I meant, sure. but I want to say it that sure. way. A
3: very, I mean, think about it, like <laughs> think met about, Yeah, think about what we go through as a kid, right? <laughs> For like, sure, I got to learn at a very young age that some people's lives don't matter. Okay. Like yeah. I see homeless people dying yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. And then I'm told by my parents, right. we don't give them money. We just let them. And then I go, but they're hungry. Exactly. Some so because a child to stay wants hungry. to help.
1: Yeah. A child's brain is pure. Yeah.
0: It's like, there's like a certain coldness to I think You have to. Who, you yeah, have to. Sure, because I know what Manhattan did to me. And I moved here when I was 17. Yeah. So I can't imagine if I had my whole
1: childhood happen here. Yeah, of course. I was like, in middle school people. when I met my first the first Jewish friend. I had no, there was no like Jewish people. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know people
3: didn't like Jews until I went to college in California. Yeah. Like the first day that we were going to <laughs> do something and they were like, ah oh, yeah, we can't go there. They always try to jewel you down on the prices. And I was like, Whoa, try to what? <laughs> Oh
2: my God. <laughs> I,
3: even, I thought that was in movies that people were <laughs> oh, anti-Semitic. I didn't know it was a real thing. I was
1: so real. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so real. Uh so sexually adventurous. Like, have you oh. So you're at, you have strip clubs and you how the fuck do you go to school when there's like if you're 18 I mean yeah. We just go to bars and clubs and yeah,
3: I mean, let's yeah, I'm with it. Obviously, as far as sexually adventurous, I don't, there's nothing I really won't do in sex. I mean, I'm not really into being penetrated, you know what I mean? Have you uh, tried it? No, but <laughs> how do you know you don't like it then? Man? I don't want to know I like it. That's my one. Oh, well, you're inhibition. afraid of What yourself? is that
2: about? Come on, yo, I'm, I'm good. I come just
3: fine. I don't need to add shit. Like, if I can't come one day and I need to find a new way, then you could do that. But I'm, I need to find ways to not come. I don't need more come ways. Wait, you, you need to find I mean? ways to
1: not come? Are you
3: too hoardy of a person? No, I'll bust off. My shit works. It's not it's like. Well. Say what? It works too well. Hell yeah. You it works too, too well. Like, I wear condoms 90% to not come fast. Like ten yeah, percent yeah. is STD. How responsible 90%. of you? Ninety percent. You know what? Steven what? says
1: that too. Not, not the ten to ninety ratio, but yeah. part of the condom. What it does sure. for him is it's it makes it last, last longer. To make you feel but good. Then get a cock ring.
3: Say what? Get a cock a ring. A guy asked me if you, if if I wanted a cock ring. I have ring a bunch. If man. you want any, I can't just see up to you. Me and said. I
0: can't see you with a cock ring. I got to be honest, bro. This dude <laughs> walked hey, up to me. You are
3: Burning goes, Man. Yeah, well, I go to Burning Man. I want to go. I've seen a lot of photo galleries. Next year, you guys should come with us. You'll stay in my in my what's it called? And I camp. You your more. orgy tent? Okay. No, I did the orgy tent the first year I went. I oh, so there is an orgy trip. tent. Oh, oh, that was a yeah, rumor. I mean,
0: Are there sexual... older people there? Because I went to La Palooza and I felt like I was 57 years old. Let
3: me tell you something. <laughs> Don't compare it to a music festival at all. I would say it's, it's more art than music. It's a
0: life festival? No, no but you're like
1: playing. It's a bunch of people playing in the desert, So right? Check it, right? it sounds it's amazing. A, it's in the middle of the desert. It sounds like too much human a- interaction
3: for there, me. Well, it's up to you. It's your experience. Oh, okay. So what you want to do, right? Perfect. So you can interact with nobody. You go to the desert, be yourself. Like I went to a talk on Bitcoin. I went to a talk about like Holy the, all the Supreme Court justices and we went through Whoa. like how they vote and like were you on drugs?
0: I also did a lot of drugs. But why you went to the Supreme Court judge? Because that's kind of sounds like that you just married my fun. two favorite interests: doing drugs and then, but having a very Education. educational experience. Yo, no,
3: uh, that that's what everybody's doing there. You could pick and choose. I'm <laughs> all not right. joking. When like, is it? I'm going, like, going next year. And, and and to be honest, I bet if you guys went and you guys had to talk about this, like first of all, there's tons of anti-slut shaming things that are going. No, on. No, I want to go like,
0: as just me. Yeah. I don't want to go as work. For okay, I that, have
3: fun. Perfect. But one of the cool things about the experience is like, what are you bringing to it? Like, what are you doing oh, okay. to it? Right? There's no money there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's like, you can't buy anything but ice and coffee at Center Camp. Outside of that, everything is gifting. It's not bartering, gifting. It's a gifting culture. So you don't go, I'll trade you. We don't do that. It's, hey man, I made hot dogs I'm already aggravated. Yeah, I
2: figured you
1: wouldn't (laughs) want to do that. So it might not be for you. Bartering? Wait, and you have a tent? No bartering. You have a special... We
3: an RV. Some people camp, et cetera.
0: So I just, like, what can I bring? Can I bring like my old rock collection?
1: Yeah. If that means (laughs) something to you. It does. So then, Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, Corinne's in the sitting in the one corner of the desert where no one is, just staring at a rock collection on Molly. Oh, it's a real (laughs) shit.
3: Oh, it's a real shit.
1: (laughs) masturbating to my rocks. But what if you
0: show up and no one, no one will take what you have, and you need a sandwich?
3: No, you don't get sandwiches like that.
0: Make- you check- got to suck dick for sandwiches. No. Do I get a sandwich at Burning so, Man?
3: So check it, right? <laughs> I'm stressed
0: out already. You
3: want to know how? I'm going to tell you. Yes, please tell me. Again, I told oh you there's no trading. People go <laughs> oh there with God. the goal yeah. to give you sandwiches.
1: Damn, I'm, I feel like I'm a Molly already. This I mean this 100%. There are I people go. that
3: build a makeshift diner and then from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., make egg and cheese sandwiches, and they go, "Please oh. come, so I could give you an egg so and cheese." So like it's an like an adult Please. lemonade
0: stand. I get it. No, you have to but pay it's for, for free. lemonade. No, no, no. But I, get, I get it. I get. I, I it's understand a, the context. Yeah, yeah. That's really. So cool So we have to. We have to go and set something up. <laughs> you don't
3: have to. That's the other thing. But what happens is when you're involved <laughs> in so many people well, around you are doing I, it, I feel like feel I should. I can't be just
0: taking things from other people. There we go.
3: Yeah. There we go. That's the thing. Anyway, so a guy tried to give me cockring, and yeah, and he goes, "You are a great podcaster. You really brought it back." There we go. So he goes. He goes, you want this cock? He goes. uh, He just walked up to me, and uh, he and he goes, uh, "Can I, gay dude?" He goes. uh, He goes, "Do you want a cock ring?" And I was like, "I was like, no, I'm good." I was trying to get Wi Fi. I was like, "I was just trying to get the Wi Fi, whatever." And uh, and then and then he hit me with the wildest shit. And he just goes, uh, "He goes. He goes. goes, Oh no, I'll put it on."
1: Oh, nice. Aww. And it was
3: like. We were on such different wavelengths yeah. as to why I didn't want this cock ring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in his mind, he's going, oh, he's afraid to put on his own cock ring. Let me help him out. Like, it's a gifting culture. Put on
1: his own cock ring. <laughs> what a prude little bitch. I know. So I had to hit wow. him
3: with another no. First of all, that is a huge fear of
1: mine. What? Like, for A stranger all, putting on a cock ring? Yeah, because he's like, Gay you stuff? don't know my cock. Cause what? You don't know my cock. Yeah, but girls don't know your cock either, and they got it. They get to know your cock for yeah. sure. But here's
3: the here's the uncomfortable situation. I know that girl. That you're gay, right? No, 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 no. You're thinking <laughs> you about are, the I'm gay all. shit. You're worried about the gay shit. It's not I'm that. Not. You no, are. you're worried about the gay shit. I haven't said there's anything gay about the problem with it. <laughs> okay, what is it? So the issue is, what happens if he goes to put on the cock rant, gay or straight? Doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's too big.
1: Oh, so you're worried about being not big enough in front of for another
3: man for the fitness
1: ring, right? So now we got this awkward situation where okay, cock rings are intentionally smaller. Like I never not put on either. a
3: cock ring. I don't know what they look like. To me, it's a pog that you cut the inside out and you just slide <laughs> that's on. Actually I have no clue what a cock ring that's actually like not inaccurate. That's not inaccurate. Okay, so you
1: know the rim of a condom, like the 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 end of the common condom, condom oh, that's closest to your sh- yeah. your belly button. Yeah, that's it's it's like that without a con the condom the part, part that's cock closest ring. to your belly button. It's like want you
3: to learn anatomy. I,
1: I never will. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It's like putting a ponytail holder on your, on your penis. Okay. I
3: don't know that. All I'm known is, what if this guy throws me to XL? That's interesting. Co- and then we oh. have this moment where we gotta look each other in the eyes and one of us gotta go, you know, you, it, it could get <laughs> it bigger. It gets bigger. And, it's yeah, just I'm hot out right now. Not sure, you know, that whole situation. So I was like, let me avoid this. Do you
1: thing. have a small dick or a big dick or a medium dick?
3: I think I have a uh, larger than average size dick. Then why I are you think worried about these cock so- not fitting? Shit, I don't know. I don't know if you t- it, I didn't know it was rubber. Because it's the only rubber. security guy. I thought it was like hard
1: Okay, so you didn't know what you were getting oh. into and you just didn't know want what that situation cock is, to rise. I
3: only tried one of those ones where it had like a little vibrator attached mm. to it. Yeah, oh, yeah those are great. I
0: mean, they probably <laughs> do make uh, like, gla- they make glass almost in all sex stuff. So they probably do make like glass ones and stuff. Oh, But I and mean, that you really those are for more experienced people. The, the, you know, gay men at, at Burning Man aren't just handing out glass cock rings, Andrew. Yeah, so I you
3: would don't hope that he found that. something special in me.
1: <laughs> like, I hope this is not what he does to everybody. You
0: right. Know? And now you understand being a woman, a little
1: bit more, just of like course. a fraction, but mm, I'm glad that happened to you. There we go. No,
0: cock rings are fun. You mean so, I'm not special, guys? Yeah, you are special. That's the main problem with cat calling. It's like, I mean, at least
1: customize one for me. <laughs> I mean, Jesus like, Christ. You know, even when someone says, yo, black shirt, I'm like, thank you for yeah. noticing the yeah. shirt,
3: right? Yeah, but like on some real shit, I've always felt that way when it comes to cat calling. Like, that you, will, you gotta no, be specific, not even specific, <laughs> but like, just don't say what everybody else would say. I like, know, I like, like, can't so be weird as shit. The way, and even if it's offensive, oh so wait, you can put me in a casino in Vegas. Is my favorite thing to do, I just sit at a place where the oh, cattle no. come, right? Like you, have you ever seen the Lion yeah, King? Yeah, where the yeah. The livestock, yeah. you know, the buffalos are and running This through? is where we lost all the listeners.
1: <laughs> no, but what do you say? What are you most creative? Like,
3: ones? I'll just be like, um, i beg be like, oh, Yo, you guys on birth control. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, and then and then they're like, "Huh?" I'll be like, yeah, and I'll be like, "Hey, man, it's good to be safe." I won't even follow you won't even, up. You're, I, it's, you're it's not abouting about, out safe sex tips. I'm essentially mocking guys at catcall Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah so see this irony, is more comedic. This yeah, is it's, more comedic. It's just me performing. Yeah, we
1: probably get some pussy from it because it's sweet and charming. Sometimes, and this girls who actually
3: like a sense of humor and know what I'm doing, they know I'm mocking the guys who are like, "Yo, you're f- automatically
1: ass. more intelligent than the Boom. You, uh, than the people who cat call and actually yeah, think they're going to get that's pussy That's it. From. Yeah. Hey, great nostrils some weird shit you know like and then that's a great that's actually i would accept that someone
0: complimented my enamel yesterday and i was like i actually stopped for a second i i said
1: all what? right see gentlemen if you if you'd said that or if you were funny funny humor Trumps can everything. work humor can say humor can fix anything he be- goes you got great enamel and a
0: great body. I was like, oh. yeah. the enamel was the one well, that I got me. you made. led with the enamel. The enamel was the one that, that stopped my heart a little bit. There I said, we go. That's, that's a cat call in my 14 years of
3: as a resident of New York City that I have never once gotten. I'm just saying I empathize with what women have to go through in in that way. Like Thank I would never you. hit on a girl at a gym. I refuse to do that shit. That's I never so ever hit on a girl that I've worked with. I I never want to hit on a girl in a situation where she's forced to talk to me. That could be my yeah, own insecurity, she, though.
1: N- no, that's yeah, a, you're, you're that's correct smart. with that yeah. instinct because when women like when we start a new job or we're never and it's 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 almost like an annoying a little bit of a burden when someone's attracted to us in that and we have to see them a lot because. obviously if we're not attracted to them, it's just like, oh God, now I got to figure out how to fend him off. Or sometimes we feel guilty because it's like, oh, this is a really nice
0: person and I really enjoyed working with this person. But now that I know that he's attracted to me and I'm not attracted to him, I honestly kind of just feel bad being there even though I shouldn't. Yeah, I just feel
3: bad. It's just a clusterfuck. I feel that now for the first time in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, like I'll be on dates with girls like, and I'll be like, man, this is a really cool conversation, but I want to have sex with you. And then like, I'll literally think like, should I just have sex with her and then you know because you, oh, she so you wants don't want to have, have sex. Oh, okay. I'll just enjoy conversations. Oh,
0: women think women have that same exact thought
1: a lot. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. empathizing. Like, I yeah. get
3: where you guys are coming yeah. from, where it's like you almost feel maybe a guilt to do, oh, let me jerk them off. Like I've heard girls even say that. Like I pay jer- for
1: dinner, I'll suck them off. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And that's my biggest fear. I don't want you to owe me shit. Like, right. I almost feel like I do this in comedy and in life. I piss people off to like see if they really fuck with me.
1: Right, 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 right. Like,
3: I trust the reaction to the joke if you disagree with the premise. Yeah. If I say some shit, if I go up there, like, you know, women are so smart and you guys are the best at everything, and then I say a no joke that gonna... goes with that, you're going to laugh off of just a pure tribal agreement. Yeah. And that's not an earned laugh. It's not earned. That's a hack. Oh, oh, that's so common it. in comedy these days. It's, yeah, all we do is just want to agree in comedy. It's so corny nowadays. It is. No, I agree. I that's totally why, I like, agree. even if. <laughs> For real, like it was I, funny because you said I agree. Well, there we get go. Yeah, that guy. But like on some on some <laughs> okay. real shit, like I'll see <laughs> I'll see girls go up and do bits trashing dudes, right? And I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Because there's half of the audience that's gonna maybe disagree with you, so I'm like, there's a challenge to that. Can you get these guys to laugh at themselves?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because exactly, can you be comfortable enough just accepting this fucking joke premise for a goddamn? And can you make
3: second? them comfortable enough? Yeah. There's There's uh, whatever. You know what I mean. I do.
1: I do a bit that I, I was really nervous to do, uh, but I basically it's the more you treat a woman like a princess, the likelier she is to become a cunt. The likelier she is yeah, to yeah, become yeah, a cunt. And uh, yeah, yeah. but then I talk about myself and how that when I was treated that way, I just walked all over the person. Right. and I was nervous to do it first. I'm like, oh god, if people roll their eyes, I'm gonna get so mad. Right. But everyone loves it, and the right. the women laugh the most about they it because they know it's fucking. And the guys trail.
3: like it too because they're like, yo, because they been know a it's simp. true too. <laughs> I've been a fucking lick in my life and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let people walk all over me
1: i know i can't do yeah that. yeah but with the feeling bad thing though with the feeling like you owe someone something like sex on a date like if you like the conversation or whatever that's not like we, everyone has to learn that lesson for themselves like wow i did i just fuck him because i felt bad because i think he's nice okay yes or no did i enjoy it no okay let's change what i'm doing yeah but you have to do that in order to you just don't want to hurt somebody you want to think that they're not well whatever it's, do you break it's a, a lot of hearts
3: Man, I uh, I hate I stay in relationships way too long because uh, I don't want to hurt somebody and I don't want to yeah. make them feel bad. Oh, so you're I, really concerned
1: about hurting people? Yeah,
3: that's sweet. Yeah, especially people that I like. I actually genuinely like to. And yeah, because that's the fuck. That's the shitty thing. You could love somebody that you're not right for. Ugh, I wish no. it wasn't possible. But I've that you know, sometimes
1: I've, love ain't enough song. When mm. did you
3: experience that? Enough. Not at all. Wait, did you experience
0: worst. that in your last relationship? Because that's the only relationship I I know about. Which from, one
3: did you know about? The singer? No, that w- I had one after that. You did? Yeah, I wasn't public with it.
0: Oh, okay. Be- yeah, because oh, that's what I was like, to say. I was like, I, f- I, like, I kind of followed that that yeah, yeah. that pre that previous relationship yeah. on the internet. And I was really, really surprised when you guys broke up. And I was like, no, I need all the details. Like, what yeah. happened? It was like a celebrity thing where I was like- Oh, really? Invested Can we in? say who it
1: is or no? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't-
0: I, Yeah, it was not- She's not actually like- No, uh, not
3: Selena Gomez. And yeah. Stuff like that. It, it, yeah, but <sighs> I just had a girlfriend and <sighs> then uh, I was- yeah, i was i was with her for four years i was miserable for about two and, and so just, why
0: did you stay in it
3: Because i did
0: i yeah we've all done it i think
3: yeah well in this situation like i really wanted to be like a thing that worked out for her you know she has a bunch of things not work out for her in her life and i thought she was a really sweet person and and i knew that she like treated me well in, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. a lot, and uh, so i did value that but uh, i just wasn't there we just weren't there and i and i i didn't want to hurt her also she had moved countries like she came to America, I got her a visa in America. So she kind of oh, wow. she relying on me financially. Oh. Like when we broke up, I gave her my, I gave her a severance package essentially. Like yeah, Whoa. so that she would be all right. I That's gave her very like, nice of you. Yeah, because I don't want to put someone on the fucking street, but at the same time, I don't want to draw well, this out.
0: I have a friend and who actually all- basically did the same thing. Like they they were gonna move to this house together, and he was like, "I don't want to. This has been person has been a part of my life for a very long time. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna make the house payment that I said I would make, but I'm just not gonna live in the house.
1: Yeah. That's very kind of you. And it, and it's, it does suck when when, bra- when ending a relationship might mean that one person, the person who gets dumped especially, is put in an unfortunate financial situation, living situation, whatever. It should never deter the, you from ending a relationship because you want to get out of it for your own mental yep. sanity. Yep. But also, that's a really good idea. I've never heard of that.
3: Yeah, it's just, Smart. I think a lot of times it also eases your guilt, right? Because sure. we have 100%. so much guilt in a breakup if we actually care about the person. Yeah. So, so it just puts you in that position. But it, yeah, I learned stuff. And then I had a relationship that after that, who with like the most amazing girl, like to this day, I think about her every single day. Aww. I think she's incredible. Like one of the most, you know talented in terms of like creatively talented people i've ever met wow and um
1: and you're not with her right no, now. Oh. no
3: and, and it and it sucked because it was another person i really love still love her i just it just wasn't the right thing i'm fucked up like i need a lot you know i'm a comic and it's like yeah and I, and I and i know that it's me i but know what I'm, about it sorry, so what, what was lacking it? yeah what was because you seem like such a i didn't think she found me funny Really? You, you thought she was faking it? No, not she. Just, she she was faking it. her laugh. <laughs> oh, not she wasn't guess. even faking it. <laughs> no, no. I just, I think deep down, I didn't, I didn't think it, and like that's something that I really value. But that's my insecurity. Wait. If I asked her, or if somebody independently asked her, I'm sure she would say she would. So, what
1: is th- that the reason why you ended it?
2: Yeah.
3: But, well, no, that's that's not the reason why I ended it at the time. because uh, I wasn't self-aware enough in the moment to realize that I just knew that there was when, when I was hanging out. I just knew that there was maybe an insecurity that I felt just a lack of comfort at certain times. OK. And it sucked because like even to this day, like I check on her Instagram every once in a while to see to hope she's doing great.
1: Yeah, that's like, good. You know what I mean? Like like really no ill will. Yeah. Was she shocked when you wanted to end it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it
3: was so sad because she's just the dopest. It's just sometimes people can be great. Two people can be great Mm -hmm. and they just don't and really love each other. And it still doesn't work. It's the only relationship I've ever ended where afterwards I haven't lost any positive feelings. If anything has just gotten more
1: positive. Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: yeah. Would you ever get
1: back together with that person? Um, I just
3: don't know. Like I would have to, I would have to, like, fill the void that's in me, I think, And before. figure out what that is. And I wish it was filled. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was weird. When I did Molly and Burning Man, I experienced what it was like to have, like, a full heart, you know, like, where you're not... You know, as comics, like, we're, we're making people laugh. We're saying interesting things, like, because we're trying to take some... Validation and stuff it in this mm-hmm. hole that's missing, mm-hmm. right? We go on Twitter, oh, all these people retweeted our shit and liked our pictures. All right, I feel full. I feel full. But yeah. it's constantly trying to feel full. I it's just like, like
0: holding people hostage and making them listen to my thoughts. That's why <laughs> I do comedy. <laughs> right,
3: right. So maybe, but maybe on some level,
1: like, but I, I you have a need, the need them to be to loved. Listen. I have a need to be loved and adored. And that's what I'm feeling. Sure. See, I think yeah. I have a need to talk to people while they shut the fuck up.
3: <laughs> and why, 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 why you think that is? Just
0: because everyone, uh, because I think that my opinion matters more than other people. I think is the honest
3: answer. You truly, and I know it doesn't, but that's what I believe. Well, if you truly believe it matters more, why do you need them to validate it?
0: I mean, they well, I mean, I can't make money talking for free.
3: <laughs> but you don't have to make money doing what you love, like a lot of people love Well, their, I would prefer to though. Yeah, but a lot of people love their dog, they don't need a Well, I actually
0: that's why I like like writing and that's stuff cuz it's an like, Instagram you can just like you
1: can put it out into the void. But why do they start the Instagram for? That I so always perplexes me. Likes. I hate that shit your dog doesn't need to be on Instagram. Your dog doesn't give a shit about Instagram. Sure, go pet want, your dog in a park. They want
3: people to go on like a very basic primal level. Yeah. They just want people to go, wow, your dog is so cute. Absolutely. This dog is a reflection of you. Is and that-
1: then we stop seeking that in human form because we're getting it on the internet. and Boom. Uh-uh. So I wish
3: I was at this place where, and I felt it when I was on Molly, like I was filled with, my heart was so full wow. and It was overflowing, right? I hear you. All I wanted to do was make you <clears throat> you feel comfortable. If I felt you, felt you were feeling a little insecure about your manicure or some shit, I... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I I, I want to tell you, like, you I am feeling insecure. A, I really need to get these gels removed. What Thank I'd you. say is, like, you don't even need a manicure. You, I to, don't. you don't even need nails. Like, I just want <laughs> to give people shit, right? Right, right, so right, right. If I was at that level in my life, if I was at that level in my life where I was so secure and full, yeah. then I think it could work.
1: Hmm. But well, you're right. You need to be a secure person in order to be a good partner, too. If.
3: if Yes, but then there's also I think relationships where it just so happens naturally, and I think we find this with friendships, which is like the thing that you need from another person. They just happened to, to have want an abundance. To give. Yes, exactly. Yes. So puzzle piece, puzzle piece, exactly. So the girl that I'll probably end up being with forever, hopefully, you know, is is maybe the girl that will just naturally. Be that giving, giving when in that I way, need, and then I'll naturally do things for her, right? That she and what needs, she needs. What do
1: you need? What do you need the girl to give you?
3: Whew, that's a good one. Um, I think. I think I do. I think. I think in a lot of ways, you know, uh, Neil Brennan put this very well in his in his Three Mics uh, thing. He said he's like he's like a lot of times laughter to me is like an air bubble, like an oxygen bubble. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm running out of oxygen, and then. You know, say some joke or whatever like that, and then all of a sudden, that's a little bit more time sure. with the oxygen. And I don't know if it's that extreme for me because I don't need it to be a laugh. I could also have it being like a interesting thought that we chew on for a minute, right? Yeah
1: the the intellectual chemistry needs to be on point,
3: right? And this is not to say that this girl wasn't smarter, right? Like that, but the, no, I, I want it I want somewhere like when we're talking, it's just this. Whatever she needs, you know, I'm given. Whatever yeah. I need, she, I need she's given. I think
1: this might be related to what you're saying. One thing I really, really love about uh, my boyfriend of six years, right. he, I am the funniest around him. Yo. He brings out, I don't know what I am on. I am on fire Yo, when he's in the room. I cannot tell you and how that is the best important
3: feeling. that is, and especially as a comedian. Yes,
1: and it's not anything... I, it's just the intellectual
3: chemistry. But it's, it's also because
0: you have such a deep love for him that you're going to try your hardest around him. But it's a him,
3: space that too. he's created. It's a non-judgmental, it's
1: non-judgmental. space that he's yeah.
3: created for her. You don't feel bad if you bomb. You don't feel no. like if you bomb, then it confirms your insecurities, right. which are, I'm not that funny. I'm right. not that smart. I'm not whatever. He creates this loving environment. Yeah. And I'm sure you By not doing-
1: I don't know what he being. does
3: just by existing. Yo, I'm t- this is what our friends do to each other. Yeah. And, 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 like, honestly,
1: I'm always- I'm funniest around Steven and Karim. That's, that's why, why you're talking chemistry. Works.
3: That's why people fuck with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Yo, you know who who was like this? For and I'm sure it's with tons of people. Whitney Cummings. She is a funny. Amplifier,
1: yeah. Oh, I love those people. You
3: are around Whitney, whatever you she's tagging it, she makes you think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's beautiful, unbelievable. And I tell her this all the time it's like a it's like the little like turbo boost in video games. Mm. And and there's certain people have these types of things. Akash is another person that's great, like that. Mm -hmm. Lack of judgment, you could come with the most fucked up shit, and he'll go there with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's
3: not gonna like just cut you off and disagree to like stay his point. He'd be like, all right, where
1: are we going with this shit? Yeah. Oh, that's when Steven and I are by ourselves in our apartment, we joke about the most fucked up shit I, I'll, I'll never right. write it down i'll never tell it but just because i want that as sacred to me yeah that we can do that and like corinne and i can talk about the most fucked up shit that we if we said it on the podcast people would be like yeah, a um, lot of stuff animal. didn't make it to air guys yeah <laughs> yeah but that's okay that's it's better that way yeah, yeah but yeah i totally know what you mean but sometimes yeah. i'm around people that i get nervous and excited around and i'm very attracted to them but i'm too nervous and i can't be fucking funny yep, and i think what i'm saying is stupid yep. and with steven it's like it's just with ease. I and totally know what you mean.
3: It's so valuable that. And, yeah. and as you get older, as a guy, it's very hard to, at least for me, in my younger years, like when I was just trying to get pussy, you know, in a lot of ways, pussy yeah. validates you as well. Totally. Right? Like, so it's just like, oh, if I sleep with that girl, I mean, I'm funny. That I means I'm smart. I mean, all these mm-hmm. things, right? And I'm sure on some level, women probably do that with guys, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So it's like, and I think when you get older and you stop needing to get laid as much or you start having a lot more self-confidence and you know these things about yourself, yeah, all of a sudden you value connection. You value that. And I did have it with my last girl. It was like, I felt the most comfortable being vulnerable around somebody that I've ever felt. Like That's I could great. tell her like zero judgment for it. And it was such a beautiful feeling because- a lot of times with women, as a guy especially, you don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want to share these things. Like, yo, I'm a rock. I, I could do anything. Women you love know? vulnerable men, though. Yeah, but it's so hard. And not initially. You don't want to walk up to a girl You're like, right. hey, I'm a little bit insecure about my waistline. Yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: Please never say that to me.
1: Insecure <laughs> and yeah. vulnerable are two... <clears throat> I mean, I guess admitting insecurity is, is a vulnerability, but yeah, I, when I think of vulnerability, I just think of like, what do you, what, what's, what are you afraid of? What do you like, like you're, you saying that you were weirded out when the guy wanted to put the cock ring on you, a burning man, because you're like, what if it didn't fit? Like to yeah. me, that was, for, I was a vulnerable. I like that you said that because to me that was vulnerable and yeah. I, I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, sure. Sure.
1: For me, it's just, it's, it's like, oh, you're going to be a lot of work.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
0: you know, it's like you don't want someone who feels like a like like you have homework. like a burden. You have homework due, you know,
3: the yeah. first date. Well, like, that's why your flaws have to match up, that. too. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh, I, I get that. I can see why a lot of people feel that way. And, and maybe that reaction is why a lot of guys aren't vulnerable with women. Right. Because they go, oh, she won't be attracted to this. She won't like this.
0: It's just more like, I mean, with my, you know, in the relationships I've had with men over the years, like I end up every time I'm in a relationship, I end up doing more work. Cause I'm hand. I never, I don't never make people handle my emotional shit. Like so much where it feels like it's become their problem, but I feel like people constantly do it to me. And I don't know if it's like, cause I seem like I'm in control of everything, but it's like, I have my whole own shit going on over here that I'm trying to deal with. I can't, I can hold, I can like, it's like I can hold your hand and support you while you do it, but I cannot do it for you. Yeah, you got to be independent. Uh, that's too much to ask of anybody. Like I cannot also be your therapist. Like there are therapists for that. Right, right, right. And I just so often it's just like all this stuff, and I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm doing extra the work, extra work, and I'm not getting the payoff.
3: Right. Well, well s- what the guy? Maybe you're not choosing guys you like enough.
0: No I mean I do like them I'm really picky And I do like the people a lot But I mean it's just I think it's I just don't like people well, Might be the things, problem
1: There are certain <laughs> yeah, Honestly You really don't why, like people Why, why, why do you really, think you like people?
0: Uh, because I don't feel like it, you know, relationships, you should be getting something from them. And to say that like, you're, you're not, even if it's just like the pure enjoyment of being around them. Like I like my friends very much. I feel like I get, uh, just a deep pleasure out of being around them, but uh, relationships very, a lot of times very hard for me to be like, what, what is the point of this, like,
1: you need to go to we can just be man. friends. Yeah, you do, girl. We're gonna go bird <laughs> no, I'll tell your, you why. Your Molly experience
0: was very similar to the Molly experience I talked about for Lollapalooza, sure. the so, full heart, all
3: th- that kind th- of the stuff. The reason why I say that is because it seemed to me, and what you were saying now, that you're concerned about a payoff, right? It's like, what are you doing for me? What are you giving me? A relationship is I a receive, business deal. Yeah. How do I receive that? It's a business deal, yeah. et cetera.
0: I mean, a marriage is not, a, not a. I try not to make sure, a regular relationship sure, sure. run.
3: But the whole experience of Burning Man is what can I give? And I don't think there's anything wrong with being in a relationship where you want to give to that person. I, matter of fact, with every girl that I've been with, I hope that I've elevated them in some way. I hope I made them believe that they could achieve things that they didn't believe they could achieve beforehand. Mm -hmm. I hope I made them feel more confident and secure about parts of their body and their mind Mm -hmm. that they weren't secure about before because I truly believe that. And I'm one of these people where like, I I, I can motivate, you know what I mean? Like I have a certain level of confidence when I talk that you start to believe whatever the fuck I say. Sure. So I hope that I can give you that. Mm -hmm. And I'm no, and I'm like you, I'm, I try to take to fill some shit, but my goal would be to not take.
0: No, no. But, but see what, what you just said at the beginning of that, where I feel like I I I am giving. She just gives. I'm giving and I'm yeah. not getting back nearly even like half of what I'm giving.
1: Right. You're giving a lot of emotional support and energy. Yeah. Emotional support and like are you you drawn know, to career management. I mean. Just every person. It I needs do. That. It is fl- I think people are drawn to tell you their problems though, Corinne.
0: That's true why Well I mean tough? I think It's just because Anytime you like When you, you it's. so I think it's so rare To meet someone Who is confident That you think Being confident Means I can also Handle uh, Being like the People are very uh, Honest and like Super mean to me Because I think They think Oh well you're tough You can handle Like the absolute truth I can handle it That doesn't mean I always want it That doesn't mean I want strangers Coming up and like Telling me their Real thoughts on me Like no thank you why, why <laughs> Not would, interested Why would, why would
3: uh, they think That they could do that I wouldn't
0: Because when you're well, Because when you are like uh when you're tough i mean i don't know if it's like people think that like like that they can't break you or they will attempt to break you i'm not sure exactly what it is or it's like because it, you're so harsh they can get want to be harsh you. back to you maybe like a simon to, cowell thing
3: maybe they're trying to uh, get validation from you they're like oh i see that she's harsh and maybe she values harshness so if I'm harsh towards her, I'll have a respect for you. Yeah, that That's I thought, of, though, I've thought of that. I've thought of that, too. Like yeah, a basketball I could player, say that. Like, yeah, if, that if, is true. If, if I go right at the best guy <clears throat> or even in prison, if I go right at the biggest dude and I swing on him, everybody else, even the biggest dude is like, oh, this guy is not a bitch. Not gonna fuck sure. with him. Well, I
0: think we as comedians experience that a lot. Like after shows, uh, I the, the number one thing I hate the most is when people try to be funny to me after a show because mm. you're never going to be as funny as all my comedian friends oh, that I right know. Right right and, yeah. and then it's just as awkward. I would rather have you say, be, be genuine. Like, what do you do in yeah. your life? Like, why? what brings you here tonight? What's yeah. going on that made you come to this show? Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Yeah. Are you a fucking chemist? Like, I want to, that's the stuff that I'm interested
3: to hear. Right. And I
0: think that is like a weird respect thing that like, oh, I'm going to prepare this funny joke and like, it's never going to land. Yeah, it,
3: yeah. <laughs> but it, it really comes down from like, it comes from this, this feeling of, wow, this person's on a pedestal.
2: Mm-hmm. and yeah, it would make is. me
3: feel great and make me feel funny if I could make this person that I'm putting on a pedestal. Like See, oh. and I
0: smell that and I hate it. I just like, just be yourself even if you suck, if you're yeah. awkward, if you're right. weird, if you have nothing good to say, if you're gonna just stand there and giggle in my face, like I like that so much. Just be whatever you is, just be you because I think we call, you can sense when someone's not being their authentic When they're not selves. being genuine, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't find it as as big an issue after shows. I think it can be awkward but like, I understand the intention. I try to judge people by intent. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. You know, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, I do understand that with like, uh, you know, maybe up and coming people in a business or like comedians who are up and coming that it, maybe they're really nice to you, et cetera. I, I, I smell out a disingenuous in their yeah. actions. Uh, are you nice to me? Because you just want to talk to me and value my opinions or you think I can do something for you career wise? Right. Like, oh, that's for sure. What What is that? Like, <laughs> and it's to the point where, like, I'm very... Like, I, I, maybe I asked you guys if I could come on this podcast or maybe it was, like, in a we situation. But, like, I would never do that. I would, ne- I, I, think I did it because I wanted to definitely promote for, for one this, this project that I have, the stand-up project. But, like, to come up and ask you guys to do something like that, I would I'd be very hesitant because I wouldn't want you thinking I was trying to, you know, take advantage or, like, oh, use I a never. platform, et cetera. And this is... And I'm like this, even with people. But you're did, big, deal. You, that's you're that's So it's like I don't know if I'm you famous. You're more famous than like, us. But think about that. Like I have a platform. I've done things, and even then, I'm still right. like, I wouldn't want these people. I would. I know it's yeah. weird. We don't even hang out a lot, right. ever, yeah. almost. But, but I would <laughs> rather the times we hang out, those moments to be genuine. Right. like, I'd rather when I see you at a comedy club, I'm like, Yo, what's up? Everything good? Cool. That I value. I value being genuine so much that I wouldn't <laughs> ask to do something that you guys might even want
2: right right. it might even benefit
3: you but the interactions when I have interactions I'm with not saying people. this is good by the way I'm just saying my intent is good but yeah. I like it yeah, because yeah. like
0: when, when you have interactions with people that are just interesting that makes us want to have you on the podcast more than if you asked me on the podcast if we just hung out with you and you're like oh my god Aunt, he was so funny and he was so charismatic and I can't believe we haven't had him on the podcast yet right. like, to me that's like that happens I, almost every time I hang out with someone and I have a great time when they don't ask me about business I I like them a thousand times more. Absolutely. Even yeah.
1: if in their head the whole time
0: they're thinking. Although about yeah. I would rather
1: them ask me than be coy about it. I, that I hate. I hate when motherfuckers genuine, are coy right? about shit. I'm like, just fucking say it, dude. Yeah. Like, even like when people come meet us after shows, I'm like, do you want to take a picture? I used to, I would never say that usually, but then I, there's so many people who just yeah. won't ask, but then they'll just stand in front of me and not yeah. talk. And then I keep talking cause I'm trying to fill a silence. And then now I'm just like, you want to get a pic? And yeah. I would never, a year ago, I would yeah. have been so embarrassed to say you that. You know, a lot
3: of people are incredibly grateful you asked that.
1: Yes, they are. And I could tell. They don't want to inconvenience <laughs> and you. And I'm like, that's why I'm standing here. Yep.
3: Yeah, but they, they literally care so much about you yeah, it's, and it's, respect exactly. your time The intention and is sweet. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going to not ask for a pick and then they might come back. You have those people yeah. who leave and then they see someone else ask. You
1: know and then what's the like, worst? Yeah. I hate when people tweet or email us and they're like, I wanted to say hi so bad, but I was scared. I'm like, yeah, yeah. just do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, got to
1: yeah. do it. Grab yeah. life by the dick and do it. There we go.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're very, I, we're, I've never really met anyone who I liked very much who wasn't, like, just pretty much a regular-ass person when I when I talked to them. Right. You know, no matter how much you like them. I mean, unless you're meeting someone super high-level, like Lady Gaga, but even her, as presented in her documentary. I don't know. Me and Christina watched it. Sorry. I don't know if you caught up on that. Okay, so I haven't could. got through it just uh, yet. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> God, it was, it's, like, just so heartbreaking because it's, like, God damn, like, this is a business where I don't think you can ever really be happy. So I'm not sure.
3: We were, I was talking about this, i don't know if it was a podcast or just with some friends isn't that weird how life dude i stuff? always forget
1: how i'm recording on a
3: podcast but it's it's we were talking about this and it's like, you know, you see these famous people kill themselves, right? Like the guy from Link, Linkin Park killed himself mm-hmm. and, you know, Robert, and whatever. Yeah. Chester Bedingfield.
0: Well, there's some might be some extra info and, on that. Right. But. He
3: could have done the the jerking off with the auto asphyxiation. No, oh, not we, that. No, we, uh, oh, that's what no, I heard. I have no idea.
0: I'll tell you off. I'm like, honestly scared to talk about it on the mic. But. <laughs> All
3: right. Well, we get to it. But like, conspiracy theories. <laughs> essentially, like people are like, I can't believe these people kill themselves. And I'm like, that makes more sense to me. Yes. Sure And it makes more sense to me Because imagine Your whole life You go When I'm famous When I'm successful Mm -hmm. I'll be happy I'm not happy now But when I get it Yeah I'm gonna be happy Mm -hmm. And then you get it And you're still miserable You kill yourself Yeah The reason we haven't Is because we got hope
2: Yeah (laughs) You know what I mean Well I always (laughs)
1: have to have a goal Uh, that i haven't i always have to have something i'm striving towards so i can focus on that instead of because then when you get the success and you're like holy shit
3: this is amazing how long does success last for you like when you hit like when you guys got the book deal Like can i say that or do you yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) so when you guys got the book deal how long were you like oh my god we got a book
1: uh half a day isn't that crazy yeah because then i'm like oh fuck we gotta write a book
3: yeah, like, yeah, you, you already know? think
1: about the next situation. So, but, but I have to mentally for myself because if I'm like, I want to get to the point where I have fans and then I'll be happy. Like, I, it always has to always I, – I, we got to this point with Guys We Fucked where it, it hit a nerve and we got successful and we made enough money to be able to not have a roommate, which was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, I stopped creating goals. I got to keep creating yeah. goals that are like far, far away that I don't think are possible. Right because I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm like, I'm at the top of the mountain. Where is anybody here? I'm not happy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want that feeling at all. That's why.
0: But with it, I mean, with this though, I mean, I got less happy because it just was this window into how, uh, miserable and tortured everyone is. And then I just felt this like, Great weight that I was like, and then and now they're turning to me, and I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I know what I'm doing, like in my career, I've, i and I and I and I understand that very well, and like I have focus. I mean, even if it's not making me happy, like I understand what I'm doing, and I feel like I have a, a grasp on it. Mm-hmm. uh But yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, everyone is so messed up and, and sad and hates themselves, and like, what the, how can I
1: ugh.
3: go to burning? Do you man. hate
1: yourself? <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> I can't, okay.
3: I I'm am. not joking. You I went told me. Next year, I mean this. <laughs> I'm going to go in your t- No, I'm, I'm not want joking. To. I'm I'm not you either. guys will get your own RV and maybe take a couple friends with you. you can okay. fit, I think four I or five is comfortable. I have to wear like a wig
0: or something because no. honestly, sure.
1: Uh, because this, we'll paint, paint our bodies so and wear wigs and be. Yeah, we'll go into be whoever
3: you want to be. Yeah, that's really what it's what it's about. I mean, you're not going to be the only person in a weird costume. You should have seen this shit Dude, I wore this year. I
0: love costumes. I have fucking
3: uh, satin gloves up to my elbow. I love costumes. But but I think I forgot what 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 it was. That was gonna say. Well, everyone's so
1: miserable, and they have their own. Oh yeah.
3: It, well, the reason I said Burning Man was because I didn't have the ability to be on the internet or on social media mm-hmm. for a week after after for, while I was at Burning Man, and after that, when I came back to the real world and I was off like the Molly come down, it was the most confident I've ever, I've felt in years, and uh, I would say I operate with a pretty decent amount of confidence, right? And mm-hmm. it but and you know what it was? I wasn't constantly on Twitter. Reading, refreshing your tweet that should have gotten more tweet. likes by now, or refreshing and hearing all the hates because mm-hmm. we obviously there's going to be a lot of good, but you're going to yeah. get a lot of hate too. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Constant, so it's like even as numb as we get to that, you are still going it's still going to go through your head yes. a little bit. It's still
1: going to make you- <laughs> So
3: when you shut the window to that shit, you Life can feel pretty up. good. Yeah. Do I hate myself? No, I think that on the spectrum of comedians, I love myself a lot. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. But I've also grew up in a family where both of my family, both of my parents, you know, went to therapy their whole life. I was very aware of mental illness. So I developed a lot of systems to deal with, you know, being down or depressed, even from a very young age.
1: Oh, that's great. You got a lot of tools.
3: young, young, young. I mean, even like when I was young, young, for every negative thought I would have, I would balance it with five positive. Wow. Just develop myself. Like I was like, okay, why is it that sometimes I feel bad and then everything is bad? Okay, maybe that's just my brain. But if my dad wasn't depressed all the time, I would have never thought that. And I took that into comedy. Like comedy, you know, we're never happy. Mm-hmm. I would force myself to 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 recognize progress. Yeah. Like early on, I'd be like, well, wow, I can actually go on a stage and make people laugh now. I couldn't do that right. six months ago. Yeah. I can go on a stage and open with just a joke. I don't have to do crowd work to get into. I couldn't do that four months mm-hmm. ago. And it was this constant, be, yeah. you know, tools to maintain self-esteem because it takes work. Dude, the brain is such
1: a fucking powerful fucking tool. And I feel like so many people, that's what upsets me about when we got inundated with all these emails that are like, uh, when, when we really truly realized like so most people aren't confident in themselves and most people do not like themselves. It, I'm right. not saying love. I think like is more important. You don't have to love Yourself, but liking yourself is very is an important foundation. Sure, and I feel like you have the ability to. It's just you have to figure out what works best for you, and that's why there's so many industries there's um, self-improvement industry is and self-help is a million dollar billion trillion dollar industry because so many people are searching for something to make them feel better when in reality you can make yourself feel better if you go what do i need what how, let's let's pay attention to the patterns the thought patterns that i'm thinking or every time i think a negative thought i'm going to note it and then then i'm going to realize oh i'm thinking a lot of negative shit throughout the day i need to be more positive or whatever the fuck whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. and i wish more people realized that they could do that on their own
3: yeah the self-help uh boom I I think is attributed to a, a social lack media. of well, man. Social media, sure, but I think it's I think it's a lack of religion. I think it's the new religion.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. As
3: people step away from, because what did Jesus Abraham do, right?
1: Hicks or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus loved Jesus was you like a healer
3: un- and a nice dude. He loves you unconditionally. Yeah, that's honestly. I grew up with no religion. Me either. Okay, most people assume I'm Jewish. I'm not, and I, <laughs> my parents were pretty much atheists. Both of them. We grew up with no religion. They weren't anti-religion, but we just grew up with none Same, of that. Yeah, but. When I was on that Molly, I understood that I understood what Jesus does. Yeah. He loves you no matter what. He has all this love to give. He fills you up. And I understand why people who suffer from addiction, et cetera, are drawn to that force because they're empty.
0: Yeah. And no, there's it also God, gives you hope.
3: Gives you hope, salvation. It does all yeah. these things that self-help is kind of replacing because we've removed religion for our lives right now. At the end of the day, humans, whether you like it or not, we need to be told what the fuck to do. Right. We need that shit. We need order. And this idea that we could just be out in the world and be free and do whatever. Do we get order wrong? Yeah. Should gay people be able to get married? Yes. We got yeah. that wrong with the order. You know what I mean? Should someone be allowed to be trans? Yes. We got that wrong with the order. Yeah. But a lot of the other shit we did get right. Don't steal. <laughs> don't kill. We need to be told what the fuck to do. Yeah. yeah when yeah. left to our own devices... It's bad out there.
0: Well, that, I mean, that kind of goes into why, I mean, I spent a long time thinking about open relationships and I kind of thought that I, I, I did need the order of monogamy in a relationship because mm. I, I go so so back and forth about it. But that kind of ties into that because I was just like, no, I think at a certain point we need to, we need to be like, no, you can't fucking have everything. It's it because it is it's, it's this sense of chaos. But back to Burning Man, do you think you would have had such a great experience if you weren't on drugs? Because I fucking, I fucking love drugs and I'm really... um you know, I'm, I've been like, but just like, you know, not smoking pot or like cocaine. I'm talking about like psych- psychedelics and things yeah. that you can only do a couple times in a lifetime yep. and you really have to space it out. Uh, you know, watch documentaries, reading it, getting into some weird shit. But like, so can you have a, the same experience if you're not on drugs? Because I just hate this reliance on substances. I'm very there's... against it. Like I don't even drink coffee because I'm so against relying on things.
3: I, there's, there are AA meetings there, NA meetings there. There are children that go to Burning Man, like infants. Sure. Yeah, adults. I, yeah, and uh, for me, I think next year I'm going to be uh, sober except for alcohol. I don't think I'm going to do which is not sober.
1: Next year, <laughs> I just gonna I'm just going to drink. I'm
3: going to. I think I'm just going to. That's the best one for me because what it does is like. It makes me comfortable in this environment that's very uncomfortable for me. Mm. I didn't grow up with this hippie stuff. I you know what I mean? This right. What's uncomfortable? Connection my- the
0: connect, the, the emotional connection or like nudity or like what's uncomfortable? Just, just
3: all the things that are happening there, the cockring offerings, all these the things are offerings. new to me, right? <laughs> and I'm a city boy at the end of the day. Here I am sure. in a fucking RV wearing satin gloves and shit. So it's just <laughs> I'm so proud of me. you that you did that. You got, and it, it's been great. And I, I recommend it to everybody. But so for me, that's what works to really kind of like be the most vulnerable that I could be in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Molly thing was cool, but I was so down for two days afterwards.
0: Yes. I was going to say, I was like, like, once wasn't, you wasn't the day you do, I wasn't down, but you no, no, lucky. no, I wasn't, I wasn't depressed, but I was just regular again. And the problem is- <laughs> When You do Molly it's so great but like you know It's so
2: good And though. people are
0: like oh you guys have been talking a lot about drugs lately. Yeah, well number one I think we're talking a lot a lot about it because I think drugs especially like psychedelic type drugs which Molly is you know more synthetic but like the, you know I don't know. Just things like mushroom research. It. You have to research it. You have to be responsible. Yes, Molly does put a hole in your brain. You cannot do Molly more than like five to ten times in a lifetime so if you're doing Molly every weekend you are fucking up (laughs) I want to make that very clear however I mean it's a hundred percent like especially American society has put a a lot of propaganda into the world about like not doing psychedelics because you're gonna uh, unleash this higher power this creativity that the government and now I'm sounding crazy doesn't want you to have and I fully oh the LSD
1: documentary will
0: reinforce what you just said I fully believe that You
3: do so. have to be careful with, with the psychedelics though, because that, it triggered some uh, mental illness for my brother.
0: And, and we've yeah, heard yeah, that heard before. That you number. have to be in
1: a, you have to be, and I talk about this don't all the time. Don't overuse I don't do, yeah. I'm not doing uh, Molly's not a, Molly's a psychedelic? No, no, no. it's not. Mushrooms
3: that, and LSD are I conclude
1: yeah, that I should not do them right, right now. It psychedelic, you know, feelings, Qualities. but it's not that, yeah, it is not. Uh, I have too much anxiety, and I have too much, and I already ha- am predicting that I would have a bad trip, so it's like, not for me. Yeah. Well, that's why I
0: often talk about, like, I'm in my 30s, and I'm so glad i didn't do any drugs in my 20s because i and i wouldn't recommend it to anyone in your 20s in your 20s you don't know yourself Interesting. well enough and you know so, so you can
3: unleash something i that, see all these kids yeah. doing
0: doing molly and stuff you know 22 24 and i think mm. that's i just so young i just think it's like it's like if you're doing if you're hitting that high of a high that young what the fuck are you going to do when you're 35 what's going to what's going to what's going to uh, scratch that itch you know i'm like i would honestly be concerned like what do you have yeah. to
1: go do, are you doing hair be developing what the emotional and intellectual tools sure. to know and love yourself before you do these drugs. And well, you that's want to also be mentally a good sound. thing about being surprised about
3: these emotions you unearth, because yeah. some of these drugs can unearth them, like a mushroom experience. And uh, like I had a bad trip on mushrooms when I was in Burning Man. It was the first time I did it, oh, and yeah. uh, it was it was awesome with the lights and colors initially, and then I just got really in my head mm. and. And it was just bad and it was like, I was facing every insecurity Mm -hmm. uh, one after another. And like, I couldn't stop thinking about it it was, and I had to remove myself from the party. And I was just like, I just need to go to sleep. I was talking to myself to stay sane. Yeah. Now I understand people talk to themselves. You don't talk because you're crazy. You talk because you're trying to stop yourself from going crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm.
3: get it together, Schultz. Yeah. I'm saying that to my, hey, this yeah. is just mushroom. Oh, If yeah. I don't say that, I'm just in there.
0: I always have a pre and during uh, drug pep talk with myself. Yeah.
3: So it's one of those things where people, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's cool, but at the same time, be aware that if you abuse these things, you could have devastating mm-hmm. reactions. What I mean,
0: What happened to your brother? If you
3: Yeah, he was in the he was in an insane asylum for for like three weeks. Oh my god! Uh, After what, what? Yeah. Well, he had done he had done so my brothers had a bunch of like kind of traumatic things happen to him like you know we lived in the city obviously during 9-11 he was in middle school Jesus, like yeah. a couple blocks away he saw Jesus. people jump out the building hit the ground and shit yeah so oh like God. at a young age that's gonna fuck you up right Yeah. so I think I think if you're someone who's already prone to anxiety and then you experience a worst case scenario that can justify that anxiety
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> shit you're right, right. so now it's like
3: when you get in a car you're like do you think this car will crash? Most people can be like, what are the odds of a car crash? But when you've seen a plane hit a building and people jump out of it, you don't care about the odds.
2: Yeah, because the odds I mean? don't matter. The odds don't the matter. You've seen it.
3: You know, it's just, it's like, I imagine the you same thing. the odds. Boom. It is, it's like being black and getting shot by the police. The odds of that happening, very low. But you've seen it happen to somebody and you're black. So you're like, shit, I'm not playing around. I yeah, could get yeah, killed yeah. by the police, right? right so- you have a situation where like he did a lot of LSD and he started to fuck with weed and he you know I, I don't and basically he did a bunch of these drugs a lot of mushrooms and he was chasing an experience and he talks about it on a high intellectual level but he was chasing experience and he kind of got we went into a really dark place with the experience, mm. and um, he's still dealing with the repercussions of that shit now. Like, right. he's, it's not all you know. He's yeah, it's tough for him, really tough for him. Damn. So that's why I say careful, careful for yeah. sure.
0: I mean, you shouldn't be using it like you know, be like oh, I feel lost. Like this drug is going to be the answer, right. or any time that I'm not enjoying uh, like the present life that I'm living in, I'm going to escape through this drug. Like yeah. I use it very sparingly, like, you know, like you know, two three times a year, really stretched out, really make sure you're in a good mental state. A safe save space uh, physically and emotionally uh, with like one other person that I really yeah. trust who has used it. Like all these kind of things. Like I research everything. Like I'm a huge nerd. So like, I'm always like looking. This is what people should <laughs> um, do though. I, I always read stuff. I get it from, yeah. I get the drug from a trusted source, like all these yeah. kinds of things. Uh, and it's very important. And yeah. And people just like taking drugs from for whoever and doing it with for whoever. And it makes me like, I'm so old about it. Like it makes me so
1: nervous yeah uh yeah all right what uh, we got to wrap soon but sure. uh, what would what, what's this about the stand-up project i want to hear about this. oh yeah so i
3: i put out this uh so i filmed a, a special i filmed a, a, a special basically and uh, the idea of the special was i capture what it is to be a new york comic so i did it at five different clubs oh cool I i did five different sets and i filmed the cab rides in between right
1: oh wow that's a great idea exactly
3: and i tried to sell it and i couldn't sell it it was a very humbling experience and really? i said yeah i couldn't sell it thought, i thought i mean i, I have a have decent it. amount going along going on yeah. i, mean, I figure, but you know it's tough and it's one of those very things humbling where, like, industry <laughs> it is humbling but it's one of those things where it's like and you guys understand this because you started something yourself you have to prove the product yep you know what i mean like if you went to that book dealership with an idea for a book before you made this podcast so successful, they'd probably be like, I don't, we, we don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But you prove that you have yeah. this. So I guess I didn't prove enough to the stand up industry. So I said, You know what? Fucking, I'm going to put out a shorter version of this and prove the product and let the people decide. Yeah. And, um, so I basically cut it down to like 17 minutes and it's four sets, four clubs, one night. That's why I call it four four one. And I just put it out right on my YouTube, youtube.com slash theAndrew Schultz. And uh if you could watch it and share it and like it, that'd be so cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So it is
1: out for us to watch.
3: Yeah, it's out good. for everybody to watch. It's been out for a while. And four I guess four one. Four four one. And the goal is really just is just exposure and like proving the product. And then I mean, if I could get A million views And something like that That's huge leverage In a company business Yeah of course Absolutely And that's really Yeah I mean Anybody who's listening You know if you feel like At all bummed out About not being able to Do certain things In your career Just know like I had a I was a lead in a sitcom I've been on TV For the last five years And I got a very Very popular podcast Motherfuckers tell me No like is no problem Oh yeah So <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean Like no's are out
1: there Oh yeah But just
2: But every no Is out. a chance for a yes I'm t- as I corny truly as that
4: believe shit that sounds, I believe that so my whole true. life
1: I think that's why I I credit that I tell Steven all the time Because he has career stuff That he gets frustrated with But I'm yeah. like I have always thought that A no is like Oh challenge accepted Motherfucker Well that's the best Or else a- it's
0: just not The right person or place for your whatever it is yeah. your, you know a lot of times knows are blessings in disguise absolutely yeah. because then whenever you get that yes you're like oh i can't even believe i was going to give it to this person because this person knows exactly what i'm talking about yeah. you shouldn't have to like force your idea onto someone because that person is not going to be careful with your creative project
1: interesting yeah well, i'm excited to check that out that's yeah awesome, check dude. it out i
3: think it i think it's cool i hope everybody likes it that'd be dope yeah.
1: and uh your pro- podcast oh yeah
3: i do a podcast the brilliant idiots with Charlemagne the god and uh, we got to get you guys on, yeah. on the podcast absolutely when the book comes out that works for you guys, Hell yeah. but um, we'll make it work for us. We got a lot of book readers over here, <laughs> over at the Brilliant Idiots <laughs> podcast. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, but um, but yeah, check that out. And then I just talking about like hearing those and keep on doing. I just released a sports podcast with a couple buddies of mine, uh, Akash and uh, Akash Singh and Kaz, and uh, and it hit number one on the sports and recreation. Dude, congrats! What's it called? It's called Flagrant Two. And uh, yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like putting out the special in that 17 minute form and like hearing the feedback and the response made me realize like the fuck am I waiting for like yeah. let's go let's make yeah. shit like that's what I did in the beginning of my career that's, that's what, what the I, did. I really about. Yeah. It's like when we're hungry and then we get a couple big checks and we start going oh well, well who's lazy. cutting more exactly. yeah, you can't for real fuck that so I, I, we put it out and I was blown away the second episode we put out it, it's still at number one now so that's I'm just dope,
2: dude. so yeah if
3: you're into sports you want to hear that bullshit talk it's a lot more shit talk and like us joking around than it is analytics Yeah. Mm-hmm. so if you just want to hear our opinions about sports stuff man check that out that'd be cool dope
1: and
0: Let's we're gonna go out find there and get make art guys yeah go <laughs> i'm real. off your ass <laughs> go, go make art you go make art go to burning
3: man i mean that Everybody I'm, who's listening check it out i can't I think wait you, to be
0: in that tent oh i mean yeah. should everyone who's 22 go i mean
3: I'm, honestly it's all right the, the principles are uh radical acceptance Radical self-reliance. That sounds good to me. Yes, but the acceptance thing is huge. And how about radical condom usage? Real talk. A very
1: radical (laughs) condom usage. A lot of radical condom usage. Yes, there
3: is. Yeah, that that orgy tent is a interesting place. That shit is wild. Yeah, you got to check it out.
0: All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. This has been Guys We Fuck the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday.
4: You keep quiet because we know oh, oh. because we both know.
1: by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer just uh, for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF.